Hello, and welcome to episode 163 of the Gaming Fix podcast on March 13th, 2021. I'm your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite Ninja Turtle. I'm joined today by Alex. Uh, is April O'Neil technically a Ninja Turtle? I know she's, she's not, not a turtle. turtle. She's neither she's a, ninja a Ninja nor a Turtle. Okay, she gets well, kind of doesn't. There's like sometimes in the comics when she gets kind of ninja e, but yeah, like she fights people. Okay, okay. is, is Splinter a ninja. a ninja? He he is their teacher, so like I guess he's not a turtle though. Well, he's oh, not like, a ninja turtle. The only Ninja Turtles are the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. maybe Venus. Like like Venus. I don't know who that is. I don't know either. That's, that is the one girl Ninja Turtle. I don't know uh, when that character was introduced. That's, I don't know either, but she is the only girl, and instead of being named after an artist, she is named after a piece of art. <laughs> hmm. I have to be honest. Let's unpack I, that. As my, I did grow up with Ninja Turtles. You know, I'm a, a child of the 90s, um, and I like the Ninja Turtles. So let's get that out of the way. I don't have the same degree of nostalgia for the Ninja Turtles that a lot of people my age do. That is Pat bringing the hot takes. Yeah. Uh, doesn't it's not like, really a doesn't hot like, take. Doesn't like the Ninja Turtles. I didn't say that the Ninja Turtles weren't good. I just what said you, I don't What's next? Have you don't like pizza? Much. No, I like pizza a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. I don't get to eat a lot of pizza anymore. Uh, out, out of the, f- the, the main four, who who we connecting with? We got Leonardo. He's, he's the leader. Uh, yeah. Donatello, he does machines. That's Alex. Alex does machines. This hey, is the thing. That's not it, a rumor you should start. Is, <laughs> 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 this is the thing is like, I don't, people do this, right? Where they're like, oh, what Ninja Turtle are you? Which is your favorite Ninja Turtle? They, I remember all of them just based on the weapons that they have. I don't totally. remember them as being different personality wise. And when it's, I say that, I get like run up the, f- Frickin' flagpole. Raphael's cool but rude, and Michelangelo's a party dude. Like, yeah, I mean, I understand. I think I'm a Donatello, given that criteria. You've got like bad boy, party boy, does machines, and leader. Like, what four the four (laughs) personality traits? Very easy to understand. The only touchstone I have for Ninja Turtles these days is the TMNT Wikipedia titles Twitter. I do Mm -hmm. like that. Sure, yeah. And again, like. I like the Ninja Turtles movies just fine. And I like mm-hmm. the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Just go fine. Ninja, but, go Ninja, go. And I like the Ninja Turtles <laughs> video games just fine. Uh, well, well this is a banner week for you. Yeah, I like Ninja Turtles yeah. stuff. But yeah, I also I get to news. But I don't get, but like when I saw that, for example, I wasn't like, yes, oh my God, <laughs> my childhood is back. Yeah. No, for what, sure. what would make you cool. do that? Like, what property could they do the same treatment for, and it would make you have that reaction? Let's, okay. Zoids. Number one. Bring Zoids, Zoids back. I don't know Beast Zoids. Wars. What is Zoids? Oh my god, Zoids is the coolest shit in the universe. I'm googling it right now. It's an anime, um, and it's about giant robots who are also animals. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I and know. Oh, you, you and Andre were actually on the same page then. It fucking whips. It's like, so Be- good. Beast, it's, it Beast is. Wars is very similar. It's better than Beast Wars. Okay. IMO. Um and like the seriously, the Zoids anime, especially the Lost Century, is pretty good. Um okay. I would cool. recommend it to anybody. 
it's for children for sure, but it's 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 good. Um, it's kind of like Gundam if the Gundams had personalities and like were people, because the Zoids are like animals. They're actually they have like like they think and stuff. They're not like mm-hmm. sapient, but they they have they're like you know animals. Um, and so also sick ca- robots. Is it kind of like a progenitor to Horizon in a way? Yes, that's a very good yes, very good point of comparison for sure. Um, I would actually, I never thought about that before, but I bet I'd be shocked if Gorilla hadn't at least someone there hadn't at least seen Zoids before they, because the, the they even kind of look a little bit like uh, yeah. the stuff in Horizon. Um, it's really good. Uh, and then um, also Gargoyles. Those are the two. Oh, hell yeah, Gargoyles. If they made sure. like a Gargoyles, a cool Gargoyles video game, I would I would flip out. Oh, I think we've Pat, discussed you're, this before. You're, you're going to like the secret game that I brought this week then. Cool. Gargoyles is better than Zoids also, I should say. I didn't order list those in any kind of order. Zoids rules, but <laughs> Gargoyles is like both rules from the, oh, this is cool action perspective and like introduces kids to Shakespeare. It's... I it's 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 like that and the Batman animated series are the two best cartoons of all time. Easy. How about you, Alex? What would that what would that oh my god, my childhood is back action be? Dog, we've talked about reboot before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I would be st- then then they did stoked. reboot it and it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing and about Zoids is the fir- the original Zoids thing was awesome and then They've been continuing to reboot Zoids every two or three years in Japan, and it's it's garbage every time. <laughs> and they did make some Zoids video games, and they were terrible. Mm. Uh, they were like bad Gundam games. Mm. Um, so, just I just want someone to do it right. Like I, I mean, for me, it's Dragon Ball, but it's got to be like a like an exceptional Dragon Ball game. And they like Dragon Ball Fighters. That was. Well, that was the best game, Dragon yeah. Ball game that's ever been made. Uh, I still love like the GBA ones, but if they did like another like, if basically if they had done Kakarot but made it like the GBA Good. games more, <laughs> yeah, like more. Basically, if they made it like Yakuza, yeah, no, totally. Uh, <laughs> that's what they should do. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at with Zoids. Is if 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 the Zoids logo came up on screen at E3. Like I would be excited to see a thing that I like on a screen and see that millions of people are for well, not maybe not million I don't know that lots of people are forced to look at it, but I also would be like, man, they've made shitty game Zoids games in the past. Whereas if they flash gargoyles on the screen, like there isn't really there hasn't really been any gargoyle stuff in a long time, so I'd be way more excited well, at the possibility space. Well, there wasn't a reboot. There wasn't a Bakugan game for a long time, and that came back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it would necessarily be good, but give me, that's, let me think. That's what I want. Man, the flying and gargoyles could be so fucking cool in, like, a big open world game. Oh. Or or in a multiplayer kind of, you know, shooter type scenario where you're flying around and, no. like, not, no. not in a plane, and you're maybe, like, riding no. a gargoyle. I, Oh, 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 yeah. That would and, that would be cool. And like your um, your your X button shoots no, fireballs, and then your circle button I, like does like a flame breathe. What I think I want before we we before we move on to that, 
what was the Warner Brothers <laughs> team that made Shadow of Mordor? Uh, Montreal. That was Montreal. It was uh, Montreal. Yeah. I want WB Montreal. I think to make a Gargoyles game, I think they would do a, a pretty awesome job with something like that. <laughs> with the Nemesis and, system. Well, I was gonna I, say you could put the Nemesis system in a Gargoyles game, and it would be sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. And instead of making it like a RPG where you pick a character, I think you could just have multiple player characters. Like and, you play as the different gargoyles, and, and and you need Jonathan Frakes in there. Like you just yeah. need. Yes. It yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Montreal. Uh, it wasn't. Did Montreal make the? Because I would, I would also. They did, Arkham, one of the, they did Arkham Origins. It was Monolith. Did Shadow of Monolith. Oh, oh Monolith. yeah, that's what I want. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah, I would, I would want Monolith to make it. I think they would do a really good job with that. Right, uh, and they just recently had all that Nemesis system patenting. Right, I forget. Which sucks. It's stupid. It's bad. There's nothing good about that. But also. Mm-hmm. Give me a Gargoyles game with the Nemesis system in it. And <laughs> um, let me glide around New York. And it's cool. You wouldn't even have to make it so you could go inside of buildings because they're Gargoyles. So it wouldn't feel like inauthentic. And you could have sequences. You could do the thing that they do in Spider-Man. You could have sequences where you play as Elise Maza and do like cool like stealth shit and stuff uh, as a person or as a human. Gargoyles are people. But anyway, it's my fantasy Gargoyles game. Well, this week we've got some games that aren't fantasies. They're real. You can play mm, them. They're they're almost, sort of. They're almost. Uh, they're kind of. they're in production. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At some point, maybe it'll be completed. Uh, what it, you both played some some sort of game. I, I hear they're dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there be now, dragons. Here, I know we're a fan of one thing and one thing only, and that's <laughs> dragon fucking. Yeah, how much dragon it. fucking is in this game? So, on a scale from, oh, I don't even know what the no dragon fucking one to sixty nine. Well, if if like <laughs> dragon divinity dragon commander is like a definite yes to dragon fucking because like you're the product of your character is the product of a human and a dragon fucking. Uh, this game isn't quite there, but you do get eggs and then incubate them. So mm-hmm. like, yep. You incubate there's off with screen your, with your XP. Yeah. Uh, with your peepees. If this was a dead rising <laughs> game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no. So we played, uh, we both played century age of ashes, yeah. which is, currently doing a closed play test on steam you can still request access to that play test if you go to the store page and i saw some people in the discord say that they requested access yesterday and got in so i believe they are Mm. scaling the test and it's um according to the developer the way that steam's beta test stuff like that works is steam just rolls a die and picks a name when they ask for more players Mm. so Oh, interesting. If, presumably, if if you request access today, you have the same shot as everybody else getting in. So, mm. um, but it's also coming out in April, and it's going to be free to play. So you don't have to uh, you don't have to um, yeah. wait very long if you don't get into the play test. Yeah. And, and yeah, so the short version, if y'all listen and have never heard of this thing, Century Age of Ashes, it's which I wouldn't blame you because no, it showed up in like one like the Game Awards or something. For a two minute trailer and and it's kind of a crappy name yes like, it's a terrible name um <laughs> but it's basically 
a flight simulating, like a combat flight simulator, but you're playing as a dragon. And yeah. there's at the moment three different characters that have different kind of abilities. Um, one is more like a support type, then there's like an attack type, and then there's like a stealth type, I guess. Yeah. Where you get like kind of some signature abilities that uh, the others can't do, and it like charges up on a timer kind of thing. Or is it timer or is it based on like kills That's, that you get? I think it's cooldown. Um, okay. I don't think yeah, it's based on so. kills. Uh, you and and the way that the loadouts work is like everybody has the same two like weapons, uh, which I'm using mouse and keyboard, so it's like a left click and right click thing. And then you have your class feature, and then you have one like loadout slot where you pick different things. Um, yep. But there's only two per class right now, and there's a little bit of overlap in the loadout slot because two of the classes can both use this like delayed blast kind of thing. Um, but they're otherwise unique and it plays like you, you mentioned crimson skies yesterday, yeah. Alex, which I think is a better comparison than pretty much anything else I can think of. Um, which a lot of people also haven't played crimson skies. Uh, but oh, crimson skies, crimson skies, skies is, is a real good. It's a really good guy. Actually, after you said that, I was game. like, what if I, what if I play some crimson skies? This is, weekend? It on, isn't it on game pass or you is it just get, on backwards you, compatibility? It's on backwards compatibility. Ooh. So you can, you can get it. You can play it anytime on, if you have an Xbox, which, well, if and, you own and, it. and, and I, well, I, I do, you, I, you might have to buy it, but I absolutely own that. So yeah, <laughs> um, if, if y'all haven't played crimson skies, you should, that game is, it's really, fun. really good. Um, the uh, the PC version was cool too, way the old 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 one. But um, but but High Road to Revenge on the Xbox is the pinnacle. It's I that's like maybe my favorite of those kind of games, even more than the Rogue Squadron games. Sure, um, the arcadey kind of yeah, yeah. And that's like what flight, that's flight combat. Yeah, that's what we're getting at here. Is it's very much and it's very arcadey. There's not really any kind of like play for realism here. So with Century, yeah. the way that works is it's it moves very fast. And the things that make thing that make it work, things that make it work are one of the biggest problems in games like this is the like turn fight thing where you just end up circling someone. This is a problem that Star mm. Wars Squadrons has where you're just basically trying to like outmaneuver someone in a turning fight. And yep, that's pretty accurate to how it would be in real life if you were in space shooting at each other with with tiny spaceships. But uh, it's not very fun when you're riding dragons, but they do a good job in this game of making the flight work in such a way that it kind of never works to turn to try to do a turn fight because you have an accelerate and brake button. And if you hold the yeah. acceleration, but it, there's kind of like four mm. speed states. There's the I'm not pushing any buttons and just kind of idle <clears throat> flying forward yep. at a like medium a speed. Yeah. And then there's holding the accelerate button down and then you go faster you can double tap and hold the accelerate button and it burns stamina to boost. And then you can hold down a brake button to slow down. But when you hold the brake button down, you basically stop in midair and you're a sitting duck. So there is no way to like slow down in an analog way to try to turn fight someone, which actually works in the game's favor because it prevents that from happening since the speeds are so like kind of like ticks instead of a slider it means that you really do get, um, it just doesn't, I've never once been like, oh, I should really, you do like, oh, I want to get some, get a tight turn and, and drop on this player. But you don't, I don't ever find myself like continually turning. Um, instead, it's much. I did. 
I actually did find myself doing that because that did ends you, up being the best way to evade. But if you're trying to get away from something, that's yeah. I, I guess yeah. I mean more like to to try to target somebody. But I also were you playing with a mouse and keyboard or a controller? I was playing on controller actually. Okay. Um, and one other thing about the speeds. So yes, you're right. It has those four, but also there's momentum in a way. So mm-hmm. like if you're going just horizontal, flat, straight line. You won't be going super fast, but as soon as you start having downward trajectory, yes, you'll totally. you'll like you'll get more speed. So if you want to like catch up to someone, you're going to actually kind of be doing dive bombs and then yep. swooping back up, kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's good to know too. Yeah, is that your your speed is dependent on like kind of the direction, like the 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 pitch that you're yeah. flying at too. I yeah, think like if if you're if you're going upwards, you'll be slower. But there's also like what are essentially jump pads to really rapidly throw you into the air so that you can dive bomb and get yeah. a, a ton of speed really fast. I need to try it on controller. I was playing mouse and keyboard, which I really enjoyed, but um that's something that to kind of say all this is the flying in my opinion feels exceptionally good, which is the thing I was surprised about when because like this is a game by a studio that has been making mobile games for like 15 years and this is their first like big they changed their name to make this game because their old name was advanced mobile applications <laughs> <laughs> and they're actually ceo'd by christian guillermo um or, uh like eve's brother um uh and they changed their name to Playwing to make this game they're based in the uk uh and they've been making it for the past like four years i want to say um, they changed their name in 2017 anyway. Uh, and they, uh, the, the, the movement is like surprisingly awesome. The only thing I don't like about it is when you run into stuff, it feels very awkward and it's, mm. it like, oh, we can't, I can't hear you now, Alex, just so you know. That's okay. I, that I was accidentally double muted, but yeah, oh, the, yeah, the running into stuff is very common. <laughs> I wish that once you kind of get the hang of it, you do it a little less and then it feels better. I wish that they would, I almost wish that you just like, there was, it was more punishing or something. I don't know. Cause you kind of like bounce off of objects mm-hmm. and slide a little bit and it's not the best feeling that aside though, every, all the other feeling flying to me feels really, really good. You get like lots of cool moments where you're like, drifting in the air because you hold the brake down and turn and slide around a corner and then hammer on the boost and and take off it's cool um i i will say oh sorry go for it andre well i was just gonna say with that bouncing off the walls thing it 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 says their team is like 30 people um they're just over 30 people but if they had like more resources something like hit the wall and the dragon like actually reacts and like yeah climbs on it or something That'd yeah be cool, and this but. this is very much a beta the the yeah. current state of the game feels like a beta and like they're it, launching into early access in april so mm-hmm. yeah so, like, so that would be that, something cool they, to they, see that, that could be something like there are some environmental interactions there's one of the classes where you can put mines on walls and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so that if you know enemy dragon gets within certain proximity it blows up kind of thing yeah. but yeah i will say pat i don't know if you felt this way but I think the main gameplay point of this game is the movement because the shooting is largely inconsequential. <laughs> like um, there's no there's no real accuracy or like like you're not being like it's not super like fast reactions because you're the movement of the projectiles is really slow and like you're basically just kind of locking onto a target and it hits that. Like so yeah, like, it's kind of it, like a 
Panzer Dragoon or something where like when you yeah. when you get within range of you have two weapons, you have like a well, you have a loadout slot that can be a weapon like item, but the basic weapons are you have um a fireball, which as soon as the reticle of a target turns green, you can start firing it and it'll they'll track them and home in on them. And then yep. you have a breath weapon you can shoot when you're at close range. Yeah, it's like a and that's DOT like and Yeah, you yeah. hold it down. And I think it works really well because it it takes away there's it's not frustrating to shoot at people, but because of the way that it works, you can do some really interesting stuff with how you like position to um to throw off people's accuracy and to like because of the ways that the fireballs move, like you say, they move kind of slow. So you do have to think about like, oh, if I just cause cause you you have like three fireball ammo, we'll say, and it's you can yeah, shoot yeah. them rapidly, but then they slowly recharge. So you can't just like yep. keep shooting. Um and if someone if you're moving like if you're like perpendicular to someone and you shoot fireballs at them in an open space, the fireballs will track them and hit them eventually. But there's really no open spaces here. I mean, like there's always like spires of rock or buildings or something. And so as soon as they fly behind something, your fireball tries to track them and then just goes into a wall and you, it doesn't hit. So you have to think about how you're positioned and where they're positioned to kind of realize where the fireballs are going to hit. And this is all happening so fast but because it does that sort of lock on auto aim thing, it makes you feel like you can do it even. And it, at the end for me, what it did is it made me feel really cool because I would like slide around a corner behind someone, fire off a couple fireballs and do my breath attack and kill them and then dive down and go under a cave or something and recover stamina from the vents in the ground. And it just, it's a really cool feeling to, to like chain together a life where you're getting a bunch of kills. It feels very cinematic. Yeah, it looks really good too. But it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I watch. I just watched the trailer on Steam. I was like, oh, this game looks fucking rad. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks really <laughs> good. Um, I think it's largely really good, but I think at the moment with the two modes they have in there, it does feel really shallow to me. Like I played probably about two hours overall, and by the end of that, I was like, uh, I don't know if I need to play anymore because with the current like modes that it has available, which are basically a three on three or a six on six. Yeah, six on six. Uh, all the games feel pretty much the same. Like uh, it's not ultra team based. Like you do have a ping. Like you can be like, okay, let's all focus this person and stuff like that. But other than that, there's no real in game communication. Uh, and it kind of just feels like you're in a free for all, but you happen to be on a team. So I would be interested in playing a mode that has like objectives or Did you so you didn't play Gates of Fire then? Uh I didn't see it as an option. Yeah, so right now they have just the the only queue is for simple match, yep. which has the Carnage mode, which is six v six. That has objectives, but they're not so there's like a it's a right. death match, there's a spear you can get, which gives you a one hit kill. If you yeah, go get the, it when it spawns, the, the berserk, whatever. Yeah, there's like a fire drake thing. that flies around, and if you kill it, you get um like a, a extra damage and health. Um, yeah. that mode is definitely more just like a deathmatch. There's a mode called Gates of Fire, which is interesting that you didn't pull it because I almost always got it. Um, really? Where yeah, you I, have to? I, yeah, I played like seven or eight standard round games, and they were all the deathmatch mode. Yeah, so Gates of Fire, you have to grab a flag and fly through these gates that pop up around the map. And 
it's interesting because it's basically like it's round based still. So it's you, it's the best two out of three for this mode. And mm-hmm. you have to fly through them in one possession of the flag uh, in order to count them. So there'll be like, it'll have like eight score markers or whatever. And you pick up the flag, you fly through them. If you can fly through eight without dying, then you win the round. If your opponent picks it up, then they have to try to fly through eight without dying. And whoever has gotten, if it times out, which usually does, because it's really hard to get through all of them, when it times out, whoever has gotten the furthest in the round, um, because they're not like, it's like they spawn one after the other. You pick the flag up and a gate spawns. You fly through it and then another gate spawns. And um, they're on a track, so you can kind of anticipate where they're going to be. But um, whoever has basically flown through the most in a single life at the end of the timer wins. And that mode is really interesting because when you're holding the flag, you can't use any of your attacks or abilities. So what you have to do then as the other players on the team is rally around the person with the flag. And um, one, you can try to screen them because with the way the auto lock on works, it's very hard to lock on a specific enemy if they're all clumped together, which I think is by design specifically so that you can do things like fly in a pack and screen fire for your teammate. Um, And if you're the support class, you can still give them the shield when they're flying with the flag. Um, Yeah, that sounds way better. (laughs) It's very cool. It's 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 really fun. I think like the mix is good because um, I think to an extent the games turn out the same. But I would say the same thing about like Call of Duty. You know, like Mm. it it it. I don't think that it's any. The only thing that those games have is like. Like, I guess there's more depth because there's more content there, really. That's sort of what I think. This game, to me, needs more content, I think. Like, it needs more classes and it needs more maps. And I think then it wouldn't feel... Because I hear you're saying about it feeling shallow, but I think it's... The game is definitely the game. And, like, there's one more mode coming, too, that's a 6v6v6. It's 18 players. That sounds chaotic. And it's a death match, but it's like one life death match kind of thing where uh, it's the last team standing yeah. and you can pick up your teammates' um, souls or whatever and then take them to a respawn point to respawn them. But it's not a battle royale. <laughs> it's, it's not that. It's yeah. still on fairly, I think it's on maybe a lo- slightly larger maps, but um, that mode is coming there's, with early access. There's no ring. <laughs> no, um, yeah. but I think I think once it has some more maps and some more character classes, which I believe they're adding over the course of early access, it'll feel a little bit more like the team dynamics will be a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, think if, get, you, if it gets those, it'll be great. I think if you were to play Gates of Fire with a team on voice chat against another team on voice chat, it would be a pretty... Um, it would It would be a pretty satisfying experience from a sort of like team tactics and strategy kind of thing. Um, But I also like that it doesn't feel like you have to play with, it doesn't feel like a lack of voice chat. It's not like Valorant where like you just can't win because you're not communicating. It's Mm -hmm. the game does enough visually to communicate the objectives and what you need to be doing. I will say my actual biggest critique of the game is it's very hard for me to parse when I'm being shot at. It's not hard for me to tell when there's, enemies target they're very good about saying like so and so is hunting you and following you and locking onto you but there's a couple of like countermeasure type abilities that are designed to destroy fireballs that are hitting you and i can't track when i'm getting shot at like it doesn't 
it's so there's so much happening on screen that I don't yeah. notice whatever whatever their like signal is that you're that there's tr- fireballs tracking you. Yeah, so, so usually it's more about like oh someone's hunting me so I just need to <clears throat> evade them rather than their shots. Yeah. So like what'll happen is around the screen you'll have like little red arrows which indicate where enemies are and then you'll have like little red arrows with red boxes around them and that's enemies that have bounties and then you'll also have like these long more elongated red arrows and those are the fireballs that are hitting you it's really hard to tell the difference uh, yeah so if you're surrounded by like four enemies and then like one of them has a bounty and then there's like three fireballs all those can kind of get jumbled together and look the same so i would agree that the visual feedback could use some tweaking (laughs) the nice thing though is that that's something that i think they could easily improve like oh, yeah, a lot totally. of times you look at games like this and like I think that the the depth issue is something that'll that'll get better with more character classes and more maps and I think mm-hmm. that UI mm-hmm. tweaks will be good but the core feel of this game is even if they don't ever improve the collisions is super mm-hmm. good and yeah. um I have a lot of I'm really excited for it uh and then you know briefly before we talk about it a long time but this is going to be totally free to play I don't know what they're going to do with new classes. The way they present the classes in the menus makes it seem like maybe you'll have to pay for new character classes, but I don't know. Um, I think it I, looked that way, yeah. I would say that the characters, some of the abilities feel a little imbalanced still, but for a starting point, it's way less bad than, like, say, Overwatch was in beta. Otherwise, it's, it's because the characters don't have crazy differences and everyone's using the same two core weapons it makes the balance feel pretty good. Um, But then uh, there's... Some people were complaining about this. I was like, it's a free-to-play game in 2021. There's a shitload of cosmetic stuff, Um, which if you you either like or you don't like, it's not gameplay affecting at all. There's no statistical changes to your character, but you can get different dragons, um, and then you can get different um like gear for the character that you kind of play that rides them so like a different sword and a different helmet and it's funny because when you're playing you're never seeing the people that ride the dragons you'll see your own kind of because they're in the middle of the screen but yeah you're never really looking at your model but they do a really good job of like before every match they pick someone to highlight and their character like flies up to the screen and you get to see all of their like profile stuff and their their cosmetics and then at the end of the game it'll do like an mvp thing and the winning team gets their little like moment and stuff so yeah you still get to show off the cosmetics uh and they're pretty cool i don't know i yeah. bought a helmet last li- last night there's no real money in the beta that you can pay but i had enough gold to buy this helmet it looked neat yeah, yeah. uh i have two last thoughts on it that i'm i'm good uh one of which the main menu is a hundred percent PUBG, <laughs> like, yeah. like almost like to a T. Like, which is not a complaint or like a bad thing, but you can tell where they're getting their influence because it's just like you see your character standing in an area, and then like uh, all the menu options are surrounding it, and then you're tabbing over to various things to see like, oh, this is where you're doing your loadout for yeah, like your armor or your dragon armor because your dragon can also get armor, and yeah, you can see the egg that you're hatching over here and all that kind of stuff, but. So yeah, it's very PUBG inspired in terms of just UI UX the, for the core core of it. Yeah, I feel like that's every game now. Not that PUBG doesn't deserve some credit for introducing that, but it yeah. looks like Fortnite too. Yeah, that's also well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then the other thing I'll say is, I think if you are learning a new character, they're like 
rookie mode is fantastic. Mm. It's so mm-hmm. smart. Where basically what happens is the first round, uh, everyone is limited in their abilities. They can only do the main like ranged attack and their uh, fire breathing attack. So that you're basically just doing dogfights. Then the second round, they introduce like your uh, I don't know what to call it, the but class like your, ability, the class, yeah, class, the class feature one. or something is what they call it. So they basically are introducing new stuff one button at a time, and then the third round is when they introduce like your your alt if you want to think of it that way. Your loadout like slot, the, your yeah. loadout slot, yeah. So it's really cool because everybody's on the same playing mm-hmm. field, and they're just introducing these things sequentially. So that like it makes learning a new character very easy because, yeah, yeah, because you're doing it like with buttons locked. It's great. Those rookie matches are only available to level ten, which hopefully, when you unlock new characters, you'll be able to do it. They've said, I guess I didn't read too deep into it. I just saw some headlines that, and you can see it in the menu. There's like a ranked mode. They and this is maybe. This could be its downfall, but they want this to be like an esports kind of thing. Um, they, I don't, which I don't, is, I don't, I don't know if it has the depth for esports personally. Like, I think it's fun, and I think it's arcadey. I just don't know that. I don't know. Maybe it could. I would have to see high level I play. I mean, I don't think it has any. Again, I think it's just a, a matter of more content. I, I don't think that yeah. inherently it's any less deep than Team Fortress. It's just that Team Fortress has more character classes. Um, like the the, the they do each class does three. Or does does two unique things, which is you know um, not as many unique things as as a Team Fortress or an Overwatch, but I think it would be fine if I think the the game modes are a little more I don't know they're at least as dynamic as something like that. I just think there's just not enough character classes for there to be a, um, more meaningful team interactions. I think when you start thinking about what the other character classes are doing, it adds a dimension to the game as well like when you're playing your own character it just looks like everybody's flying around shooting fire at each other but if you think about the fact like oh this teammate's a marauder that means they're going in a deathmatch for example this marauder teammate is going to be able to um fire put out more damage so as the wind guard i'm going to try to focus my healing ability on them and you know i had games where a phantom player was like leading me away from the person carrying the flag and then stealthing and then popping up to take the flag if their friend friendly died and stuff. So I think there is room for a lot of like tactical thinking. It's just cause it moves so fast. It's hard to think about that stuff at first. Um, yeah. I, I guess for me, the issue comes from the lack of precision in terms of actual interaction you're having with enemies. Like your, your close range fire attack is just basically a flamethrower. Like if you want to think of it that way. And then the, the projectiles you're doing are just so slow and they're pretty easy to evade once you know they're there kind of like it's just that's where i think it might have a downfall as an esport yeah but i don't know again I, would, I would have to would have to see high level play to actually see yeah that's the uh, thing i think i think it's too early to to, to know either way because oh totally. nobody yeah. is playing it at a high level yet exactly um, yeah everybody's so, still learning it right now so it's yeah tough to say it's but it's a but, cool game i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with it further Totally, I'm very excited to uh, to see where it goes. And also, it's funny that you, the dragon hatching thing is funny. I don't know why that oh, really it's even. Dumb. It's it's like you y- you get a new cosmetic dragon, but you have to put it in a hatching slot and then play games and get XP to for mm-hmm. it to hatch. Mm-hmm. Yep, and like it's like real life, and yep. and like 
from the looks of it, they're going to charge like $20 for the like legendary tier of dragon. And it comes oh, in an egg. I didn't look at that. So you That's pay awful. like 20 bucks <laughs> to get a new egg, to get it, this crazy dragon. And then you got to play egg. 10 games to, to hatch it. It's just funny. I mean, oh, the legendary dragon looks pretty fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. No, like, they'll, they'll let you pay fine. another 20 bucks to accelerate. Like, do well, they do the have time. XP boosts. They do have XP stuff. boosts. So, yeah. Um, I think it's funny. And it's just funny because clearly <laughs> from the perspective of the things that matter, they're trying to target like skilled esportsy type people who want a game like that, where it's like, look, there's a very high skill ceiling to the weapons maybe don't have tons of precision, but there's a pretty high skill ceiling to the movement and navigating yeah. the maps. Um, and then there's also like, if we make this about dragons, there's a lot of people who are really fucking into dragons and yeah, they, they will totally buy $20 dragon skins. <laughs> uh, so it's just funny that that was their chosen subject. Man. No, never mind. I was going to make a dragon's fucking cars joke, but we can move on. <laughs> There's no cars in this game. No, sadly not. Yet. I don't think there ever will. I don't think it'll. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like a fantasy world. It's not, it's not like Harry Potter. It's like, you know, Lair or something. God, you're right. It is kind of like Lair, but good. It's a lot like Lair. <laughs> I haven't played Lair, but that was what I was like. Is this like Lair? <laughs> it's good, but yes, it's a lot like Lair. Yeah. Anyways, play the play the play test if you can still get into it. It's how, worth it. How long is that going? No idea. It's it's going until the 21st, believe it or not. Oh, okay. oh, wow. So it's like another week. Oh, and week, yeah. And um, apparently progress carries over into the full release from in terms yeah. of like your progression level up and cosmetics and stuff. Yeah, and you'll okay. probably get some kind of banner that's like, oh, we were a playtester. Maybe. Um, it has a weird way that it gives you your quests because it's like you have mm. daily quests that refresh every day and then there's the weekly quests are like, it's like they're not just available for a week, but they also unlock over the course of the week. Mm, so it's yes. like day two of the week. So there's like dailies, there's like multiple dailies. It's weird. It's, and it's then, interesting. so like you could come in on like on like a Sunday or last day of the rotation and do and all, do all your of weeklies. Them. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's what I yeah. think. How I think it works. Pokemon Unite actually does the same thing. So I wonder yeah. if it's just something that exists in the mobile space that we're not aware. Yeah, of. maybe mm-hmm. it's um, like to keep people from doing all their weeklies in like a day. And yeah, then it's, it's like they keep probably. coming back. It's kind of cool, I guess. If you have that, that's more what I'm getting at. Is it's kind of neat because it's like, oh well, I. I did everything in my quest log in like 45 minutes to an hour, but I know tomorrow I'm going to have another daily and another yeah. part of the weekly quest is going to unlock, which is kind of cool. It's also yeah. though the thing it's fun enough that you don't need, this could have not had any cosmetic progression and been a $20 game. And I would be like just mm-hmm. as excited about it. So fair. Um, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just well-made so far. Oh, I've requested access. Yeah. We'll Give it a shot. Yeah, it it looks really neat. I've also heard that it has really good um, servers in, um, like, uh, there's some people in Australia and in um, Southeast Asia saying that, like, they got good ping times, which is cool. Uh, I've also heard that it runs like poo-poo on lower-spec computers. So, Which is weird to me because it runs, like, blisteringly fast for me. And I don't yeah. have, like, I the, I also play this this early access cry engine civil war game and that game runs like shit on my computer but this so it's not like i say that to say my computer is not some kind of like insane powerhouse at this point it's mm-hmm. good it has a 2070 super in it this game though runs really well 
Yeah. Yeah, I've just heard that below some certain line, people are just like overheating their computers at the main yeah. menu kind of thing. So yes. it's like it's not not super optimized, but it's also like basically a yes. data. So yeah. weird. They they added a, an option, I guess, to turn off motion blur, and that helped a lot of people. Oh yeah. That means There's a lot of motion blur. There's a lot of as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's Century Age of Ashes. I, how are we how are we feeling about that name? I had to look I the totally, name up about a half dozen times as I was playing yeah, this. <laughs> I forgot it until you said it just again. <laughs> I I would be like I played like I think I played for three hours yesterday. Um and like mid match, like at one point my partner was like what are you playing? Um, and I was like, I have to Dra- look at what it says in Dra- Steam because I don't Dra- remember Dragon what this game, game is. Here, let me hit Shift Tab. Oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> I a, have a bad name. I have been invited to play. So if there you, you go, know, that was like, so yeah. Sad. That's what I'm saying. Is wow. you know, if you're listening live, just request access. It's it's. I think they're just. I think they're also stress testing over the course of this mm-hmm. period. So yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know if it's dedicated servers or not. Actually. I probably I won't get in until uh, day after tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. but not even tomorrow, like day after tomorrow. But that's okay. It's uh, it's only like a four gig download, so yeah, uh, it, it's 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 not yeah, it's not a, it's just got other stuff going on. But yeah, yeah, the, I'm interested. Like I had no idea this was a thing until you started talking about it. I was like, drag, okay, but it, I forgot about it. Playing some weird shit again. Yeah, I then. forgot about <laughs> it, and then I remembered it last month, and I missed some the play test that they had last month, okay. and then. I requested access last month and forgot about it again. And then I got an email that was like, you have access to this play test and got excited. I'll be interested to try with controller too. I got a like wireless mouse this good. week, which has been good for this game because there's a lot of like moving my mouse all the way across my huge mouse pad and back because mm-hmm. of the way that the, the turning works, but it hasn't been bad. It's been fun to like whip my mouse around. Uh, yeah. So I whip my mouse back and forth. Yeah, but without a wireless one, I would be uh, displeased. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, next game is a bit of a surprise. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. Yeah, and I don't I even know really, if it's a game. I really doubt. I honestly really doubt that any of you could even guess what it is. I was when I saw a surprise. I was like, Toho. Oh, damn it. God damn it, Alex! Nope. And then I and then I realized that I did the exact same thing to Sam yesterday on Comic Book Fix and <laughs> forced a surprise on him, so I can't actually be mad. So I played a game that is really hard to find legally right now, and the only no reason, one lives forever. I wish that would have been good, but the only reason I did is because I was able to track down my old CD copy and get my CD key. And loaded in compatibility mode. Diablo no, 2. Uh, Pat I'm is making joking. I'm quotes here. <laughs> I believe you. I believe that I've, you did this legally. <laughs> yeah, I actually did it legally as well as its expansion pack. Uh, and that is the 2000 Raven Classic Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. Oh, that game's cool. That game fucking okay. holds. It holds up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really decent game. Um... I don't know if any of y'all have played it before, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, uh, yeah, I played through the campaign. I played through the main campaign. It's only like six or seven hours, um, and played a bunch of the multiplayer where there's still servers going on. That's and, funny. Like yeah, like there's <laughs> that still I would not have guessed. 
there's still people playing it. People are still playing custom maps and stuff like that. Like it's, I went in there. It's, they weren't bots. They were humans. Is this an RTS game? What kind of game no, is this? FPS. No, it's, okay, it's FPS. It's, okay. It's basically Quake Three, mm-hmm. but it has a full campaign. So it's a first-person shooter. And like, you said Star Trek. Yeah, yeah Star Trek That's Voyager type. Elite okay. Force, and it has like all of the main cast as voice actors from Star Trek Voyager. So wow. Like, yeah, like it for like for the time. Like this was two thousand. Like it was pretty big, and it's like yeah, super super fan servicey. Like you start in a Borg cube. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the the Borg start adapting to your phasers as Borg do. So you, they introduce a new weapon called the I mod, the Infinity <laughs> Modulator, where uh, mm-hmm. like yeah, like it's just constantly changing phase and like it's doing a ton of damage to Borg specifically, and like it's really cool. Uh, I gotta say that campaign is really good. <laughs> like it's not deep. Like it's you're kind of doing the same thing over and over again. It's kind of like a Quake campaign, like Quake Two or something. But it's just very, very, very fan servicey to Star Trek stuff in a really good way. Like mm-hmm. you're walking, like, and especially if you get into the expansion pack where you're just able to kind of walk around Voyager, and like uh, you can go into the hollow deck, you can explore the transport room, you can explore the bridge, like you can walk around and they're fully modeled, and you can talk to some of the characters. Like you can talk to Captain Janeway, you can talk to uh, Lieutenant Kim, and all that kind of stuff. It's great. Um, it was funny because the original release, they had all of the main cast except for Jerry Ryan, uh, who was seven of nine. Uh, so they had like some facsimile of her, but they added her in a patch afterwards. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Her, so her voice came in later, uh, but I couldn't find the patch. So I had to play without Jerry Ryan because oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing it straight from the disc. But um, yeah, it's, I don't have that much to say about it because like, you can't find it on GOG. It's uh, weird like you that can you find can't, it. frankly. I mean, it's licensed, so yeah, it is but licensed. But they figure that stuff out a lot of the time. Yeah, it, like the thread for GOG has like eight or nine thousand requests of people being like, we "Oh want yeah, it's real bad." I'm like, sure they've tried. Yeah, probably. But man, it's a good game, and the multiplayer is really good. Like, uh, it's got everything you want from Quake Three. Like it has a big range of weapons. Like it has its rocket launcher is the equivalent of basically a handheld photon torpedo. So like, like the things that you see coming out of the ships. Like it, it has like all the lens flare and stuff coming off of it. It's great. Um, it's yeah. It's just an awesome game. I was surprised at how well it hold it held up for being over twenty years old at this point. I my frustration with that and Star Trek games in general of the time is my favorite parts of star Trek are not the like combat parts. Like the reason that I like star Trek as much as I do is because it's got whole episodes where they don't fight anybody and they just, it's all like diplomacy and talking and stuff. So I thought it was kind of unfortunate that video games, I remember even as a kid thinking this, it kind of sucked that video games weren't in a place yet where you could have, like games with mechanics that weren't that weren't just point and click adventure games. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but that there there wasn't a way. It was like everything was either like a space combat game or a point and click adventure game for Star yeah. Trek. And I kind of wished that there was one where you could like be a captain and fly a ship around, but also not fight all the time. But with that said, it, Elite Force was at least kind of breaking the mold a little bit because it was doing that FPS thing instead of like another space 
combat game, which yeah. is cool. And I think the closest they ever, well, I don't want to say the closest they ever got, but the one that seemed like it got close to what you want was actually Star Trek Online. Yeah, where, that's what I would, yeah, for sure. Yeah, where, where they actually had full quests where you're just going around and talking to yep. everybody and like doing diplomacy on planets. So I, I played Star Trek Online for about two years after it came out, and I would still be playing it. It's just that they moved to such a insane currency model in that game. Oh, God, I don't even, yeah. <laughs> I don't even begrudge them for going free to play and like silly. charging insane amounts of money for stuff or even for pay to win stuff. But the problem is now if you log into that game in 2021, it's a nightmare of like, there's like, you can spend hundreds of dollars on specific ships and yep. there's like, 25 different currencies depending on where you go each planet like has its own currency it's tear it's and the ui is a complete disaster because it was originally designed to be a monthly sub mmo so back when that game was cost a subscription fee it was awesome but uh anymore i just can't even look at it it's just the the (laughs) ui and menus are so bad and it's just so full of garbage um but yes, that is that Star Trek Online definitely is the closest to the thing I want. There was a Star Trek game I'm trying to remember um, that away was team. like well, it might have been away team. <laughs> Probably are you talking, was. Think about, the, are you thinking about the RTS where you're playing as individuals. Yeah, I think yeah. I was thinking of away team. Yeah, that That's one's funny. kind of <laughs> interesting, and it sort of it always reminded me in some ways of like infinity engine rpgs it's it's more combat focused and rtsc than those but i liked that one too somebody could do a game kind of like that again and i'd be into it for sure but yeah anyways this this game comes from a bygone era of just first person shooter campaigns that were bombastic and like trying new stuff Just, just throwing stuff at the wall to see what works and kind of built with that quake model or like the original doom model, but like moved to actual 3d where you have full mouse control. So, and I think it's really good. Uh, I would recommend people play it, but it's really fucking hard to get a hold of. I think you can technically find it and I don't think it's illegal, but like there's my abandonware.com or whatever. Like it's technically on abandonware. Uh, but I've seen, I read the comments. I didn't try it. It seemed like people were having a hell of a time getting it running on windows 10. Yeah. I'm I'm very aggressively anti-piracy, and this is in no. I would never tell someone to pirate something. It's much harder for me to to be mad at people for pirating games that you can no longer purchase in a way that benefits the license holder or developer. Yeah. Like I I don't necessarily see the point in tracking down a used copy on eBay and paying a hundred dollars for it. Yeah, when that money is just going to go to somebody who bought it you know like at so i don't know yeah uh, also if you want to play you should have you should have bought it at the time man i don't know what to tell you yeah <laughs> for uh, sure yeah well that's Gong does advice. have star trek starfleet academy yeah they so they've up. got star yeah. trek games so i guess yeah i don't know why they yeah. would starfleet academy is okay it's, um they, yeah they yeah, just yeah, they yeah, don't want to pay the hundred dollars to someone on ebay to get the yeah. get <laughs> the, the code I opened the I opened Gog, and the first thing was the Nihon Falcom 40th anniversary sale. Oh yeah, I'm gonna click that instead. But (laughs) one last thing I'll say about Star Trek Voyager Elite Force: its soundtrack is really good. Like it's really fucking good. I don't know if it's by the original show's composer or what, but it's it's all unique music that sounds like it could just straight up be 
from a Star Trek show, and it's great. It's excellent. Nice. Anyways, it's a good game. Y'all should play it if you can. Only the hottest and newest games on this episode of the podcast. Hey, I, w- I wasn't about to talk about Final Fantasy for another hour, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can tell you about Fortnite. I played a, I, I played a hell of a lot of Fortnite <laughs> oh, this week. Well, nope. Uh, I won two games of Fortnite this week. Fortnite, that's 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 We're two about- weeks. Two, Neo 2. This is the mm. second year that Neo 2 has been out. Uh, <laughs> we we about to get down with Neo 2. I mean, it's also technically the second year that Fortnite's been out, so. What about Tomato I've Town? Been, I've been rampaging through Tomato Town, killing all the yokai, at least <laughs> 10 of them. Oh, uh, man. You have heard more than four seconds. If I you know. I've, no, I've just seen uh-huh. the memes. I've heard uh-huh. people. Talk, I've not listened to more than four <laughs> seconds of that song, but I see people talking oh, about it. Of Chug so Jug, you like, mean? It's called Chug Jug with you. Thank you very much. Oh, not sorry. Paying, <laughs> they have not paid for placement on this podcast. I'm not going to charge that child. I'm not going to take that child. How much money they're going to have? They 100% charge. That's true. Them. Making the uh, next, I don't know. Anyway, Neo, Neo 2. Falcon sales only on GOG. It's not on Steam. Elite Force 2 wasn't as good. <laughs> Anyways. And that's going to do it but, for this episode. But, of the- <laughs> but what about, what about another sequel, Turning the podcast Andre? car around. Uh, what? What was that? What, Sorry. What about this other sequel? This other number two. Is it a, is it a big old number two or is it a good number no, two? No, it's... Neo, Neo 2 is good. It came out last year and I played a little bit uh, then it, it, it's like real tough like real tough uh so i didn't get super far and then they were like hey we're gonna do a remaster or like up you know a patch for the ps5 and if you own the game you get get the patch so i was like well i have a ps5 i have neo 2 i've been playing a lot of dark souls recently uh, so I was like, I should get back to that because it was good. I just was not in the right like mindset for Neo at the time, and so now coming off of Demon Souls, Dark Souls three, and a little bit of Dark Souls two, I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm more like able to do this now, even though it still is like hard as hell. Uh, like you can just get wrecked by like single enemies at any time which is uh really something but yeah so neo is 2 is, is it ninja team ninja is that what it is ninja theory uh, ninja i think it's i think it's team ninja team, i can never remember which one's which yes team ninja it's team ninja uh it's like a more actiony souls-like game uh based on samurai and like demons yokai takes place in the 1500s this game neo 2 specifically takes place uh around the time nobunaga was rising to power uh he is like a central character to the story um and so you were kind of getting in his good graces and fighting some battles with him for him all that kind of stuff that's like the second chapter kind of of the game where you meet him and that stuff starts happening i'm almost done with the second chapter but i gotta 
get some more stuff done. This game's like apparently like 70 to 80 hours long if you do like all the like side stuff. I've heard even longer before. Oh, if 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 you do all the side stuff, it's like uh like 100 plus, but if you're yeah. like if you're just doing like things that pop up on your map as they kind of come, then it's like 80. Um okay. if you're not but cuz they're like there are like extra like side missions and stuff that like pop up later and like more difficult versions. I don't, I don't, I don't got time for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's kind of the thing that sets it apart from dark souls. Like I said, it's more action focused. It's, it's much quicker. You've got like three stances. You've got like the high stance, the medium, the mid stance and the low stance. And those all do different things. You're switching between them uh, in like mid combo as you unlock abilities. You're like, oh, at the end of a combo, if you hit triangle, then you'll transfer into high stance at the end, and then you'll do things. And then from there, if you combo, you can transfer into like a low stance, and you know, so you can attack quickly in low stance. Like you know, you've got the the mid stance is kind of high damage or like mid damage, mid speed, and then slow and uh, high damage. And then on top of that, you've got kind of an active reload type situation going with your stamina meter, where oh, okay. as you attack, like your stamina goes down, and then when you stop, it'll start to fill up, and then if it gets to the top, you hit R1, and then you'll like get it back. It won't go all the way back up, like you do like lose some. <laughs> but so if you're really on top of your shit, you can combo, fill up combo again fill up combo again and then get like four combos off before you're out of stamina and then you're using that to like uh you can get abilities tied to that so like the sword can possibly uh, oh, is it are there abilities tied to that no no you're using key to do a different ability that's a different thing but yeah so like that stuff is all like super key to being successful so this game asks a lot of you uh, to like just be really on top of your combat uh, and like paying attention to what you're doing. How's the ramp? Like the difficulty ramp? Does it start you generously, or is it just like immediately fucking you? Uh, it like the like there are there are definitely like skill check moments, um, like. M- or just like we're gonna just throw like a tough enemy at you right here uh and you could run past it and like open a shortcut or something a lot of the time uh but i'm like trying to kill these yokai because i need to get good as it were um and so the first level like it starts pretty like I'd say, like, generally, they're reasonable. It's just you run into, like, specific moments where, like, fighting in this, like, narrow space is difficult. Or, like, I had a, the, the last time I died uh, earlier today was I was, like, running up this ramp on, like, the, like, on a cliff. And then this uh, yokai came out to, like, fight me. But then it just like instead of fighting me, it just like f- it was flying, and it just flew into me and pushed me off the cliff. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is That's garbage!" Great. It just bounced uh, into you. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and it, it felt very deliberate. Like it knew what it was doing. <laughs> I'm just That's gonna, hilarious. I'm just gonna push you off in my like walk animation. I was like, "Oh my god!" That's so good. Um, but yeah, so. There are, like, tons of different weapons. Like, you've got 
like katana obviously you've got like dual katanas uh there's two katanas in this game that you've got no there are multiple katanas you've got a single katana you can do dual katana yeah how many melinas are there (laughs) sub-zero uh there's probably a sub-zero lookalike and yeah uh someone says get over here the guy, kind of your main friend, is in like a yellow kind of like ninja like situation, so he's kind of like Scorpion. There you go. So you're Sub Zero. You could be if you want. Like you know, uh, there's no ice magic though. There's water magic. Mm. Fire. Is there light, lightning. Is there lightning? They didn't want to get sued. Hey, there's lightning. Hey, okay. I know who that is. Lightning returns in this game. <laughs> uh, oh God. <laughs> uh, don't don't. <laughs> Don't speak that into existence. Oh man, but what if there was Oh, it's like on PC that? now, so you could put lightning in this game. Is there triple triad? No. You so know what? This game's garbage. Lightning's <laughs> a great character, even if Final Fantasy 13 isn't very good. So it'd be great if she showed up in more games. Is is Neo 2 very good though? Uh I, I'm enjoying it, but I think they made some interesting changes to the like the combat because one of the main changes to the combat for this one is uh you can be like transformed into a yokai, uh like in combat. Mm-hmm. Like you're a shiftling, so you're like half yokai, half human. And so that mm-hmm. you've got like different kinds of yokai you can be and that's determined by your spirit guardian, which you can change. So you can have like a like a lightning spirit guardian or like I've got the snake right now that lets me. And if I get my skills up to a certain level, then I can, it like lets me do more poison, like build up more poison with my attacks. If that's what I want to do. And then I can summon a different snake. And then that snake does a lot of damage to enemies that are poisoned. Hmm. So uh, I've got a lot of incentive to poison my enemies. Uh, Hell yeah. And, so yeah. So how does, that stuff how does is the poison all manifest. Like is it like, uh, like you're throwing darts at them that are poisoned, or are you farting? There, them or there, what? Are, there are different ways. Like I've got, uh, I've got an ability that lets me like use like a yokai soul to uh, throw some poison out. I've got some like poison I can apply to my weapons, uh, stuff like that. So okay. there are multiple ways you can go about that. And like I could get some poison shuriken if I wanted, or like probably some poison magic not sure i haven't gone into magic that far uh but playing this did have me go like i wonder what a neo speed run looks like oh, oh boy those and have got to be bonkers it's like it's a lot of like running past everything uh it, yeah, it's sure. not like because these uh the levels are um like discrete so you're just going from mm-hmm. like your match basically you're going into a level from a menu and Basically, you're just running past everything to the boss, maybe picking up some stuff on the way. And then they, like, magic is, like, super overpowered if you get good at it. Um, And so they just, like, do, like, some spells, and then the boss is dead. And I'm like, what? What just happened? I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it's, it's neat. And it incentivizes you to, like go into lots of different stats depending on the weapons you're using Mm -hmm. uh because like different stats it's not like oh i'm just gonna put up my strength and then i'll like do a lot of damage it's because each stat will impact like a different weapon it's like oh skill gets me up with like a hand cannon 
and like maybe like a spear or something and then like dex uh strength dex? is like no dex dexterity oh. <laughs> dexterity dex oh no dexterity that's <laughs> that sounds a like that sounds title like, sounds like a sounds like a stat you would find in leisure suit larry yeah sure one of these new steam games uh <laughs> these newfangled steam games yep uh but yeah, so you can have like, oh, strength is for the Odachi, which is like the giant katana or mm. like, uh, you know, stuff like that. So you're like, you know, you're having to like really think about where you put. You can't just be like, oh, well, I want to I want to have a lot of health because maybe health isn't like I think the health one is like spear. And so maybe you don't want to use a spear. So you've got to like put points into other things as well that aren't just like your stamina and your health, uh, which is neat. Uh, and they they do a good job of tying lots of different aspects of your character growth and like skills, like armor skills are tied to different like uh, different skill levels and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's cool. Very yeah, cool. There's a lot going on. Sounds awesome. Recommend it. Uh, I would say you could just jump into Neo 2. Like, That's what I hear. There, there's more going on combat wise, uh, but they're very similar. Like, there's not, and the story, as far as I have seen, is not connected at all to Neo One. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say just play Neo Two. Neo One's a good game, but like, if you're gonna buy, I'd say buy one of them and buy Neo Two. But I've yet to like get super far into the game i have no idea how far i actually am look up a walkthrough just chapter title kind of thing yeah just like how many watch out i might spoil that you go to in orlando orlando (laughs) (laughs) oh mm, interesting so okay so i'm like uh two-thirds of the way through like that doesn't seem right the like the <laughs> recommended level stuff is not what I don't know. So I guess maybe I'm not actually that far off. There's not a ton of like main missions, but then there's lots of side stuff to do. And then I assume there's probably mm-hmm. I don't know. Like like I said, this game if you do like a lot of the stuff is like main plus extras according to how long to beat is like 80 hours and that's how long it took me to beat or mostly beat neo one except because the last level but there's like a pro an epilogue and i didn't beat the epilogue but I was like wait what there's more yeah that's interesting though yeah it's uh, really cool definitely cool yeah. and good on them for making it uh, the remaster free for people who own the game so mm-hmm. Question, Andre. Yeah. If if the next fable is like Neo, would that be like your dream game? That would be weird. Right? That'd be that'd like, be interesting. Are you saying uh, like if the if, next fable is a Souls game? Yeah, like if it's that kind of heavy combat, that kind of just like, you know, this style of thing, but with like fable humor. I mean, I'd I'd want like the the more RPG like the fable humor, like the I have to like go back and play lost chapters again, but like the story mm. and like all that stuff, like the towns and the, like the, like, I think you could do like a more like 
like good, more detailed combat in a Fable game. I think that'd be fine. But also, I think they want to do. I guess you could just do like a difficulty thing, and it wouldn't be an issue. I don't. Yeah, it'd be fine. I wouldn't. I, th- I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Fable's hook is more the like branching the way they do player choice and branching like world states and narrative and stuff. That was yeah. always what drew me to it is more mm-hmm. like it actually did have a unique take on that. It maybe wasn't as it didn't live up to its ambition necessarily mm-hmm. at any point compared to what, uh, what Molyneux wanted to do, but it still was very interesting and no one has really done anything like that since, which I think is why I'm excited yeah. about a new fable less the humor. I mean, the humor is fine. It's, it's not, it's not off putting enough to make me not want to play it. Uh, but I don't Chicken chase. Uh? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> love it. Actually, my partner would fucking love the accents in fable. I should play. I forgot I should, about I Chicken play Fable. Chaser. I, I love Fable, so I should play it again. I never yeah. played three. I have, never finished two, never played three. Three is Maybe okay. that'll be my spring break activities replay Fable. Yeah, chapters. I should do that I've too. I've got the anniversary version, so. It'll make Sam really angry if I play Fable also. <laughs> because he's like, please, for the love of God, play the rest of the Yeast games and, and play Trails. Mm-hmm. And I keep, I keep uh, putting stuff in front of it. It's very funny to me. Oh, that is very funny. Uh, it's whatever. It's this payback for bringing the fucking Fortnite chug jug with you into my life. <laughs> the most awful. It's, it's one of the most awful that, things any close friend has ever done to me. It's a debt that can never be repaid. <laughs> yes, it's violence. <laughs> well, speaking of violence, let's chug jug into the news. <laughs> Kill these, kill these stories in Tomato Town. Just wipe out these stories in Tomato Town. Sure, wipe out, wipe out stories. Like the way no, these European one. Rust servers were wiped out in this fire. Wow, I was gonna say Tomato nobody Town doesn't got even hurt exist this, anymore. No, this didn't. Nobody got hurt in this fire, right? Like I, no. Okay, you, like. It's, like a data center got lit on fire what what happened yeah so there was it was in france and apparently the just everything about rust is hosted for for europe at least is hosted on these specific servers and then there was okay. a fire in in the data center and yeah it just totally wiped everything out um damn which sucks but also it could have happened to a worse game because rust routinely wipes their servers anyways yeah, so, yeah, it's like so. So, frankly, in terms of gameplay relevance, it actually was rather fortuitous that it was it rust. Yeah, it doesn't really. But, yeah, but it's such a just a bizarre situation where suddenly no one in Europe. I don't. I don't know if it's rectified since. I haven't looked honestly, but like no one in Europe could play Rust at least on on the the official um, servers, official Rust servers. Yeah, private servers, that's, whatever. But that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, I I haven't heard of that happening before. It's one of my colleagues. I mentioned I was playing a lot of Fortnite to them, and they were like, "Do you ever play Rust?" And Mm -hmm. I was like, "Yeah, same thing." I would play Rust if you would, if you would like to play Rust. (laughs) Get those dongs swinging. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So, well, that's Age of Conan. That's Age Age of uh, Conan Exiles. Conan Exiles has the dong slider. (laughs) <laughs> one of my favorite gifts of all time is one that I 
I wouldn't inflict on anyone, but it's in one of my chats. It's used all the time of someone <laughs> in age of Conan crouching, and their dog flopping around. <laughs> it's so funny. Keep saying age That's, of Conan. Conan Exiles. That sounds beautiful. Okay. Uh, oh, it's something. Was it like? Was it only like the Rust servers at this data center? Was someone like pissed at Rust and like, Argh! or like I don't, you know? I didn't. I didn't see if it was someone. Did <laughs> someone break in, try to steal something? Like what? Have got some? Is this like viral marketing for the IO Hitman game or the IO James Bond game? Probably. Maybe it's viral marketing for Rust. You Maybe. Yeah, getting it back in people's mouths because no one talks about Rust anymore. CD Project yeah. Red trying to find the data that was stolen. People still play a lot of Rust. And it's still like, yeah, it's recent reviews of the 18,000 reviews recently given on Steam. 92% are positive. So people still 18, play and love recently. Rust. I wonder how much. How, how Last 30 days. Recent. Last 30 days. Fuck. Yep. Okay. 18,000, po- 92% positive reviews in the last 30 days. So Rust is aging gracefully. That's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm thumbing through some news articles. I'm not seeing about other mm-hmm. things at that data center that might have been affected. At least nothing that I can Whoa. easily see. Rust has a 69 on Metacritic. Now nice. we're talking. Now we're right. ta- that's that they hit it. They hit the score. No, we don't need any more video games. <laughs> All right. Well, too bad, Pat. We may not need any more video games, but you're getting more video games <laughs> on Game Pass as oh, 20 dang. Bethesda games join Game Pass uh, because the ZeniMax Microsoft deal has finally closed. ZeniMax and all its ch- children studios, it's all its subsidiaries. <laughs> Todd and, and all of his children <laughs> are now part <laughs> of... All of Todd and Pete's children. <laughs> Oh part of Microsoft now. Dark Spawn. Todd and Pete were adopted by Phil Spencer. Oh man, I would. Mm, that's great. I would love to. And then Kenji Mikami was adopted. It's, it's a whole. It's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> it took a long time to get all these filings done. Uh, now, 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 adult Cod can call Phil Spencer daddy. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's finally uh, what we've all been waiting for yeah uh, so yeah I, I guess we were waiting on the eu to approve the deal uh, yeah which finally happened a bunch of people messaged me and were like bethesda microsoft owns bethesda now and i was like where have you where were you like eight months ago <laughs> yeah it's it's not new news but now it's it's definitely official so yeah you got what like yeah. Zenimax, you got ID, you got well Bethesda Game Studios, you got Arcane Machine Games, Machine mm-hmm. Tango, Tango Gameworks. Yeah, yep, that's Tango. their their and first Japanese-owned studio. That's interesting. And then whoever else, but like that's a bunch of really big studios, and now they're officially Did, part of Microsoft. And the the stuff what? they added to to Game Pass is good. Sorry, Pat, go for it. <laughs> wasn't wasn't there a whole thing with Microsoft wanting to? Add a Japanese studio to their portfolio. This is the only be, way they could do wouldn't it. Wouldn't it be funny if this was, this whole thing was just a roundabout way to get a Japanese studio? <laughs> they, so they, they shutter Arcane. They shutter three billion dollars, and they shutter Arcane. They shutter Machine Games, Bethesda Games. Everyone has to move to Japan to work at and Tango Gameworks. Tango Shinji Mikami is running Microsoft Japan, <laughs> Xbox Japan. <laughs> they just change it to Xbox Japan. That's, <laughs> dang. 
Is Machine uh, Game still making that Indiana Jones thing? That was Machine yeah, Game, right? yeah. I mean, well, that was announced recently. Uh, yeah. I so that's kind of the interesting thing is like we were talking about it when it was first announced, but like the exclusivity stuff and what is that going to look like for mostly yeah. for games that are in development or like that are like coming out soonish, like uh, because they talked about like. Bethesda games are going to be everywhere that Game Pass is, um, and but and they're going to be like doing exclusives and like case, maybe case by case basis doing non like multi platform stuff. But and like I when this first was coming around, I was like, it, there's no reason for them to make these uh, multi platform because why wouldn't they just make Halo, Gears, all their stuff multi-platform in that case. And just say, hey, if you're paying $60, $70 for it on PlayStation 1, just get an Xbox and play it there for 10 bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for stuff like Starfield, which has been in development for a while, we don't know when it's coming out. Uh, optimistically, I think next year. Um, some people think it's much sooner. I you're out of your mind. <laughs> uh, some people think longer, like Pat, you're, you're thinking like two yeah, years out. I could see, I could see next year or two years. Mm-hmm. I could, yeah. I think it's 50, 50, but yeah, so I'm kind of in the boat of like, if they've put development resources into this, into like a Starfield PS five, then like, yeah, it would make sense to me to put it out on PS five. Yeah. I, I think I said this probably when we first started talking about this, like mm. what, six six months ago, was that when it was yeah, three three, like three three to six months somewhere in there? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't see those big games being exclusive. Like, I absolutely think Elder Scrolls Six will be, yeah. Um, but I think barely it's not a game yet. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a twinkle in in an adult Todd's eyes. Um, uh, oh, I God. think. So, sorry, I was just thinking of who put the twinkle there, and it's. It's, it's Daddy Phil Spencer. Spencer. It's Phil Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I don't want to. We got. Anyway, some fan uh, fiction. Anyways, no, I don't want to write that. Anyway, um, real people. Not, our own you, um, slash gaming fix. Uh, um, no, the um, the. Oh. I think Starfield will come out on multiple platforms because I think they paid for the dev kits and they've probably already put some amount of resources into specking for a PS5 and. The other reason is if they've already put the, the, the money, some money and resources into it. And uh, I, I just don't see people. I really think that elder scrolls, we talked about this a little bit privately, but I think elder scrolls is a big enough name that people will go, well shit to play the sequel to Skyrim. I have to buy an Xbox and they'll do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know based on what we've seen of Starfield that they're going to be able to market that game in such a way that convinces people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think putting it out on on PlayStation means, you know, PlayStation has PlayStation Five has kind of a slim lineup. I think it'll still have kind of a slim lineup in a year. Uh, it'll be better, but there's not going to be a ton of huge blockbusters. And the huge blockbusters that exist, I mean, Ratchet's probably a twenty hour game. Horizon Zero Dawn's probably a thirty hour game. Um, mm-hmm. God of War, when that comes out, it's going to be twenty five thirty hours. So a big like ostensibly if starfield is a bethesda style rpg a big huge open world rpg big could huge. move a lot of units on ps5 and um 
So I just, I think it makes financial sense and it makes development sense to put that game out on PS5. And then when Starfield 2 comes around in 25 years, that is on Microsoft's yeah. vapor box or whatever we're mm-hmm. playing on then. And it will not be on anything <laughs> else because I do think they're going to move to making as much stuff as they can exclusive yeah. going forward. I think when they kind of are coy about it, I think it's because something like an Indiana Jones game I actually forgot, forgot about that game. It's very possible when they signed that deal mm-hmm. that part of the deal was it's coming to multiple platforms. Yeah. So that's something well, that I think is Deathloop. a lot of people don't think about. Right. I mean, Deathloop, the deal was in place. And I assume like, like I don't know, like how much like Bethesda, I get, Bethesda must be involved in those deals because they published those games, but, and they're the parent company of like, Machine games mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean technically uh, ZeniMax is probably the yeah one yeah deals, ma- ma- but, yeah. yeah but well yeah but th- either way but, like basically they're the, the same people company, they're really. the people I mean, making the making the Microsoft Pete Hines gets a vote in those same. in those conversations <laughs> but but what I mean is like the people making the deal to sell to Microsoft are also the same people who are probably yeah. overseeing the business deals that yep, are probably. for exclusivity yeah uh, and then so where that falls in and like legally they they weren't supposed to be discussing like business things and like plans mm, totally. until the deal thing deal happened that doesn't mean like they weren't like looking at things going okay what do we need to think about for this stuff and like you know who do we need to contact for like to for contingencies do we need to talk to who owns indiana jones? like is it disney does disney own indiana they jones? do now yeah. yeah they would because they own lucas yeah. Uh so like uh yeah, like and would Disney be like, Oh yeah, just put it on the Xbox, the system that is not sold very many so far. Yeah. Um comparatively. And, yeah. And and I mean I guess the thing I think a lot of people don't think about is the though a lot of those deals are inked so far in advance and mm-hmm. you don't even know about them, it's possible they sign some kind of Sony marketing deal or even console exclusivity deal for Starfield yeah. that that is already has already been in place for 6 months and or probably would have to be for longer obviously because of the Microsoft thing. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to know where all of that those pieces fit together. So I guess I would say I I would I suspect that Starfield will come to the PS5, but bigger than that, it's impossible really to speculate on the exclusivity of anything that's far along in development at this point because mm-hmm. we just don't know what kind of deals have already been signed for those projects yeah. versus in games coming in the further future i'm sure that they will be exclusive yeah. i don't i, I agree yeah. i don't think I, there's any reason for them to put the elder scrolls 6 out on ps5 i just don't see a reason why that makes sense yeah i think i think i can see a reason and that is money (laughs) because they will probably get more income if they put it on more platforms but at the same time i don't know if they're obliged to like it's totally up to microsoft at this point i i certainly think if they can if they think they can make more money by doing that they would because their only reason to exist is to make money frankly Mm -hmm. um i mean from the perspective of the shareholders obviously Mm -hmm. i don't feel that way but um the so but I think in the end, that's such a huge name franchise. And at that point, you'll be able to play Game Pass on any phone. So, but, but 
Are they gonna are they gonna give up the ability to re-release Elder Scrolls Six <laughs> on every platform possible? Yeah. Like Elder Scrolls Six on the GameCube. Are they gonna give well, up that dream? I also wonder at what point does Sony say, you know what, keep your Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> I mean, like they want money too, so it seems unlikely to me that they would do that, but you do. I do kind of wonder if there's a point at which Sony takes the reins a little bit on some of the stuff and is like, we're not going to play. I mean, obviously they're not going to block it entirely, but a sort of like, we're not necessarily, we're not interested in playing ball. So you get this split and it sucks or something. Yeah. I, um, I, I could totally see <laughs> Sony doing that. Uh, I don't, you know, what's, and that's bad for everybody. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. This whole thing is bad for everybody. No, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Other the than the people maybe at Bethesda themselves. I mean, you, I bet that it was a pretty psyched. good deal for a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. But, and good yeah. for them. And, and I have mixed feelings about the whole thing, right? Because I think it's a good fit in a lot of ways, but it's exclusives are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's studios not even, buying them up are bad. Yeah. Like it's big companies like Embracer Group, Sony, Tencent, Microsoft. Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't really do this though. Uh, like buying Not up so much. like big studios, publishers, and like consolidating yeah, IP under you know under a few handful of mm-hmm. companies. It sucks. Uh, it, yeah, it sucks. It's bad. Uh, it's it's the same thing that's happening with like Disney buying up you know Lucasfilm, Marvel, and like and that like happened like the Marvel thing like save Marvel like that's okay. But yeah. then, like buying up Fox is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and it who sucks. let that happen? Yeah. Are you kidding me? At the very least, with that kind of consolidation, which still sucks, you know, Disney Plus runs on everything, so yeah, yeah. not necessarily in every territory. Yeah. That's yeah. a prize, an issue, but like when they have rolled it out across the world, anyone who can afford to watch movies can probably afford to watch Disney Plus. Whereas with games, the reason that I think it's it's like even worse for the consumer is now you would have to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. to be able to play. I mean, I assume you'll have to spend a lot of money to be able to play Elder Scrolls Six on your TV mm-hmm. versus if you have a PS5 and could just buy a used copy yeah, six months after it comes out or something. you'll pay a little bit of money to just stream it to your phone. But that's not the same experience. That's why I say your TV. Like that's that's not how I'm. I'm never going to play Elder Scrolls Six streamed to my phone as like the core experience. Like does does uh, Elder Scrolls Six come to Stadia? Like that's no, because Stadia will not not, be functioning by the time. That's why I think (laughs) it'll come to Steam though. Microsoft puts their games out on Steam, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I, I do have two thoughts on this. The first is when it comes to exclusivity and like. Specifically with PlayStation, because I imagine there's a lot of casuals, the wrong word, but people who play games but don't follow the news cycle, like who that this isn't even on their radar right now. Totally. And they're going to see all the new tons of people came to me to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the new uh, Elder Scrolls game is is coming out. Like I see it's coming out in like six months or whatever, you know, like it gets announced whenever. And then they're like, oh, but why is it not coming to my PlayStation? Like I got mm-hmm. this box. I know like I play uh, where why can't I play this game? Like, you know, like I imagine that mentality will be there for a significant portion of the audience because like Oblivion and Skyrim were just huge games on all the platforms they were on that all the people well, owned, Oblivion so. was only on 360 and PC. 
Yeah, uh, come to yeah, that's true. That's true. But like people, I, it was a big I game, though. Like, yeah, like yeah. it was a big game, and it's well, it, was, like, it was, was a launch. Huge. It was yeah. a launch title, right? It, so like, well, it wasn't probably, launch, but it was early. Well, 360. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was like one of the first games that people. Yeah, played. it's the first game I ever pre-ordered. Yeah, not that so I'm like, saying pre-orders are good, but <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I imagine for those people who don't follow the industry, they would be confused yeah. by exclusivity and like, I think I don't know how I don't know how they react, but that's my first thought. My second thought, okay, so in our Phil Spencer cross, uh, <laughs> like just whatever fanfic we want to do, mm-hmm. Pete Hines, if we want to do some Todd Howard, how have we not made a podcast called Fanfix? Because I don't like fan fiction. <laughs> like we can just make or read fan fictions, and then that naturally leads us to only fan. Oh fics. no! You <laughs> <laughs> you should make an only fans. Is what I'm hearing ten bucks a month. <laughs> not it. tied to the podcast. It's not they a have pictures of me. Okay, in the okay, nude okay. On my so couch. What you're saying? Yo, too. So Pat, to be, be clear, careful, what you're don't saying offer- is. Don't yeah. don't don't offer that to people. Hey so, hey, Pat, you uh, they'll be tasteful. They'll they're not like so full frontal, but like what, you know what I'm hearing from both of you at this point is that I should be registering cool slaw on OnlyFans. God, don't do God that. <laughs> I no, you sh- yeah. you should register Frank on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, Frank T Cat. Uh, <laughs> no, I think to your first point, unfortunately, the reaction and I. I don't think this is good, and I may not have said this a while, like two years ago, but I think the reaction that most people who go, oh, I can't play Elder Scrolls 6 on my PlayStation is to go, guess I gotta buy one of those Xboxes. Yeah. I, like, I really think that's a significant portion of those people's response. Um, Probably. And and that sucks, because you shouldn't have to do that, and that's just giving Phil what he wants, damn it. Yeah. Um, and- but I still think I still think a nice solution, which is something we suggested probably a year ago, is if, or and it seemed like it was rumored too, was if Game Pass came to like Switch through streaming on XCloud or whatever. Let me tell you, I want to play Elder Scrolls Six stream to my Switch even less than I want to play it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> too shit. What if it was a Switch Pro? Nope. <laughs> still no. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, but but I think. Um, it's also very hard to speculate about a game like Elder Scrolls Six in particular because that oh. game is like four to five years off. Oh, this game that that's, game is six years. That's out. optimistic. I yeah, I don't. I don't know if I think it's six years. I think if it's six years out at that point, it's like such an. It's. It may never come out if it's six be, years out. Uh, into our brains by that point. Yeah, but I. Th- I think. I mean, it's it's at least four to five years out. We'll say and um. It's just how hard to know what the landscape of all of this stuff is going to in in four to five years, like Microsoft could say, okay, the Xbox division is no longer making hardware game passes only on PlayStation and PC, you know, like we just, sure. we have no idea what, what it's going to look like by that time. Um, but uh, you know, uh, they could, I mean, it'd be weird if Microsoft was like out of hardware and only no, I agree. The, I'm not only in, no, yeah, just just yeah. I'm thinking like what that future would be like, where Microsoft's like Xbox, we're done making Xboxes. Xbox is a brand, and we all we do is make games. It would like, be awesome because then the only weird. console you would need to buy is a PlayStation. I mean, not that I want PlayStation to win anything. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do that. But um, it would be okay. great. If, 
Yeah, once once Disney buys Microsoft and Apple and <laughs> oh, Google God. and Nintendo, and we'll, we'll be fine. Ugh. Yeah, I, I want to be clear. I don't think that it would be good for there to be one console. And Embracer Group buys Ubisoft. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it might be good for there to be just, if you could just get one box to play. What I really want is a future where video games are like movies, where every there's there's... 40 different companies making video game players, but it's just different configurations of PC that you can put on your, your entertainment center and then, and also, and also play D-box. whatever game you want. Hell D-box. yeah. Give me D box in my house. Give me it. Yeah. You can get that already. You can. It's very not, expensive. Yes. Yeah. Not for any reasonable price. Uh, last thing I want to say on this is fucking stop. Just stop fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Companies buying more publishers and studios, yep. please, oh, totally. for the love of God. I've yeah. definitely participated that in that in the past, and it's so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just don't. I, companies I swear to God, bought sucks. I if nobody should buy Sega, nobody should buy EA, nobody should buy you know Capcom. Like, they should work independently and do this stuff. Like, if they want to sign exclusive deals, that's fine. I don't, I don't care about that. Like, business is business. Do not cheer on acquisitions and consolidation of IP and talent. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's almost, it's almost a form. Like, joking aside, it is almost a form of fan fiction. Of like, hey, it's mm-hmm. this company cross this company. Wow, wouldn't that be a cool thing that they could make? But like in reality, I and, mean, as as someone who works for a company who has been acquired, that's not how it works in reality. I mean, do you already look at like companies like Cap or not Capcom? Uh, companies like Konami, which are they're their own thing, but they're already sitting on their own IP, not doing anything with it. Like, so you just basically you're just asking for, you know, if something were to happen with Microsoft, they're like, eh, games is not working out. Uh, and then they just like, we've got all this IP and we're just going to sit on it forever. And, you know, a bunch of people lose their jobs because, yeah, it's people at the top were like, eh, nah. It's not good. And, and, and we I saw also, it happen with Google. Like, I would piggyback on it and say, like, if you're somebody who wants to, like, go at anyone over this stuff, like, if you're, I saw some tweets when I clicked into the trending that was like, you stupid Xbox fans, they're going to put stuff on PS5 because that's what I read into this statement. It's just like, <laughs> give it give it up. Stop, stop. Brands should, brand loyalty is not a personality trait. <laughs> like, like, please stop. And frankly, nicely, uh, Phil Spencer has been one of the people kind of yeah. advocating for that. He's been totally. kind of like, yeah, we, we like everything. And like, they've, that's kind of bubbled down from him into like their social media and like, they're like, yeah, we're supporting like, yeah, Nintendo sick release on this game that came out kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah I fan fanboy's going to fanboy. I think some of that brand Twitter stuff is like if Xbox was, if Microsoft was really committed to bringing the best consumer friendly solutions to gamers, they would have said as soon as the best as the thing went through, Oh no no no! We're putting Bethesda games on everything, and we're going to start rolling out all of our titles across everything. Like, yeah, Phil Spencer can pay all the lift service he wants. And to be clear, I actually, I mean, I think Phil Spencer's a really cool guy, and you know, please hire me, Phil. But, um, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it's like, let's be real. A lot of that stuff is kind of lip servicey to a degree too. So, but, but certainly, the tone from Microsoft's marketing is not for you to become like. <laughs> fanboy who like 
attacks yeah. Sony. Fan- the fact that there are Sony fans and Microsoft fans is like, come on. I, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Sony and their hardware. I've got Sony headphones here. I got a Sony <laughs> soundbar out there. I got a PlayStation. Like I I like the product Sony produces, but also like fuck off. I don't I don't care about like yeah yeah. You know, I'm not like, oh, Microsoft can't, uh, they can't be so like, well, just like I, I, I like Sony's products, but who cares? It's, it's what yeah. you were alluding. It's what you were alluding to before, though, Pat. Where if you have the Air console, the single console owned by one thing, and like that's all that's available, there's no competition. Like the fact that Microsoft is making all these moves and they're doing stuff is because Sony was so far ahead. And yep. I don't. I think that's ultimately for the best because that competition is just making the whole landscape more interesting and more diverse. Yeah, in a lot of ways. there's. A, I think there's a lot to be said for if we just had a totally different system of economics that wasn't built around trying sure, to put other but, companies out of business. But, we'd be but, better off as a society. But I hear what you're totally, saying. Totally, totally speculative. Like yeah, I agree, yeah. but like in the reality that we live in and as things exist in the in today. It's probably for the best as it is. But I just think um, that exclusive, I don't agree with the notion that like, oh, Microsoft buying Bethesda is going to make Sony try harder. I don't, I don't think that's, no. I think Sony's going to keep not. doing what they've always done. They're still making a shitload of money. Like they don't now, give a shit what Microsoft <laughs> is doing. And, and they, Nintendo is just going to keep fucking running into walls until stuff works and it, it'll work. God. I mean, Nintendo <laughs> makes Bucket, yeah, they the dump trucks full of money, so they they're fine. A, they don't give a fuck about That's what, what else I'm is getting at. in the industry. None of these companies give a fuck about you or what's going on because they make shitloads of money. <laughs> so. Nintendo, there was like Mario Mario Day was this week, and they put a, oh, yeah, they put a bunch of games with Mario on sale on the Switch. They put like three games or something on sale for thirty nine dollars. The rest were on sale for forty, and I'm like, you couldn't just do them all like thirty nine, or like all like you you had to get that extra dollar out of people. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, it's I think Nintendo. I I think that they, um, the the thing that sometimes people forget is it doesn't matter if Microsoft has an incredible portfolio of original IP to Sony when Sony can just put out a Spider-Man game mm-hmm. and outsell all of Microsoft's games combined. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but like the, I mean, it was what Microsoft is putting out right now. Yeah. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's not going to Sony. There's no Sony executive. Who's like, fuck, we're not going to get elder Scrolls six. They're, they're saying like, whatever, we've got a war and last mm-hmm. of us and yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> and yeah. like, I, they like, can make, they still don't have cyberpunk on the playstation store like they, they don't yeah they don't like, seem to be in a rush and and like you know granted that game had a lot of bad press so like i think hype around it died off for sure they made their money on that and then they lost their money when people were like fine i've got to give refunds but uh yeah, yeah I, I don't they didn't lose a significant amount of money on that but still yeah. like you know they're they're not feeling any pressure to like, you know, make make any like desperate money moves or anything. It seems no. like no, they're having a really good launch like to they, the PS5 yeah. in spite of the fact that there's not enough software. Yeah, what was there was some? It's like the fastest selling fastest selling hardware platform in U.S. history, according to yeah. PD Group. Like, so I I guess that's why I I am very hesitant to agree with the notion that. 
I agree on principle and certainly that with what you're saying, Alex, that like Microsoft is doing all this because they're kind of in the backseat, but I don't think there's anything they can do to push Sony and make Sony like this notion of Sony offering a game pass competitor. It's never going to happen. They don't have to. There's, there's no, there's nothing there for, there's no reason for them to do it because people buy $70 games from them. I mean, I fucking bought a $70 copy of miles Morales because I was like, well, at some point I'm going to want to play mm-hmm. Spider-Man remastered. Like, and I'm, and I'm one of the people who's more unwilling to put up with that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no fa- like the fantasy of like cross play being like universal and stuff like that. It just doesn't, it's not going to happen because Sony doesn't have to budge on any of it. Uh, and they won't have to budge on any of it because they made a really good console this time out. And though so, I will say, I, I could see the gym, this like current regime like fucking it up and like losing all that goodwill. I uh, like you know oh, PlayStation easily. Five is like a solid system, but I like a lot of that stuff was done before like you know Jim Ryan kind of took over. Yeah, um, and so I like you know Helmet Helman Hurst is he Helmet the Kruger? guy who's no no the guy <laughs> from who's Gorilla. Uh, from the guy Gorilla who's is now Gorilla. Worldwide Studios right, 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 like right. he seems like a good guy and like I think he's yeah. probably doing a good job over there it'll be a while before we like see the fruits of that because Man. of Corona and stuff but like I it wouldn't surprise me if we end up with like another super hubristic it, Sony I don't disagree. I think it would be really hard for them to fuck it up this time around because they already they, have they they fucked up the PS2 or you know they fucked up the PS3. like post PS2 like the they fucked yeah. up the the popular from the popular coming off the but PS2. I guess <laughs> the thing about the, the Sony's dark age definitely was the PS3 era yeah and mm-hmm. I think they brought it back but yeah I think because the PS5 launched at a pretty solid price point and is really hard to get and they have the cover of COVID. I don't think that they are necessarily, they necessarily have anything to worry about. I think it'd be pretty hard for them to run it into the ground. I, um, yeah, I think I'm just worried about them going the way of like Microsoft, like end of the 360 era. That's yeah, kind of the, totally. the worry where they're just like, yeah. eh, just fuck it. No more games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it, isn't really bring, Sony style, but yeah, bring, I don't bring worry. Back, I'm not too worried about it. Bring, bring back Jack Tretton. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah, I don't know. I think I think Sony's kind of in the driver's seat and I I still maintain as something we've talked about Alex mm-hmm. that Microsoft doesn't care either. Like I yeah. think that they're they I don't think I think that the acquisition of Bethesda is like it's not a well, we need to compete with Sony. It's this makes financial sense for us to do. Sure. That's mm-hmm. the whole reason that's the reason they do it is because the opportunity Microsoft has a fuck ton of money. And said, oh, yeah, there's an opportunity here, and it's going to create more value in the Game Pass portfolio. And I still think this is like some, it's not, I don't, I don't think of it as a conspiracy theory, but I still think that a lot of Microsoft's goals from a management perspective are to make Xbox a brand that people have warm, fuzzy feelings about more than anything, so that they go, oh, well, you know, I'm getting a new PC. I may as well get a Windows PC because then I can get my, I can access my Game Pass on it. And mm-hmm. to say like, oh well, I'm not thinking about the fact that this company also makes like multi-billion-dollar military hardware because mm-hmm. I'm focused on the fact that I like my Xbox kind of stuff. Like, 
all around, it just behooves Microsoft to have a brand that is very consumer facing and seems very like friendly and cool. Um, and Much. I think that Microsoft serves that purpose, Xbox serves that purpose more than they do like bringing in some kind of crazy return. Um, so yeah, I don't know. No, what else is forward facing, friendly, and cool? Emailing us at gaming at fix.space. Boom. With, Got your, with your with your thoughts on this this topic, because yeah, I think they're they gonna be exclusive. They're gonna be like polyamorous. They're gonna be like, is our God. Bethesda games gonna come out on the Coleco Chameleon? In television, if, if uh, Phil no. Spencer and Todd Howard have a baby, what color God, eyes is gotta, it going to have? We got to get off that. <laughs> Who? Yeah, is it going to like Phil Spencer's body with like Todd Howard's head or like or hair reverse? That like, should be the default character hair. in Elder Scrolls Six <laughs> or in Starfield. No matter what uh, race you pick, it's it just, just like looks like Phil Spencer. <laughs> or what is it? It's uh, Khajiit is still, it's just furry Phil Spencer. Oh, Don't furry say Phil no Spencer. words. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you man. created a whole new subcategory on our archive of our own. Yeah. All right. Back to fanfics. Oh. Codemasters. Driving games. <laughs> uh, that, uh, speaking also, of companies that were bought. testing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, speaking of they companies were that were bought, uh, Code Codemasters, Codemasters, Cade Monsters, has been. They've put ads for mental health awareness and Dirt Five, Dirt Rally, and Grid. Yeah, yeah. which is good. Um, yeah, because I, I, yeah, yeah, because I think, um, this, <laughs> fuck, that was a real transition, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, hey, we're all stuck thoughts. inside, and people have like you know that that's rough on people. Mental health, uh, it is like and is really hard to deal with at this time, and like having some putting like information out there to like get people thinking about that while playing a game or something, which can often be used as an escape. Oh, uh, really smart could yeah. be yeah, like a good way to just be like, oh, I'm not like I mean I'm playing a game right now, but like I can I can look into like some resources, I guess. And any kind of thing that that touches that pushes you in the direction of like being more aware of your own mental health, it's really hard to like direct someone, like to convince somebody else to think about their mental health and to take action for it. But when you're doing something yeah. you already do and enjoy, and you see a nudge towards thinking about your mental health, that can be a really powerful tool. Yeah, yeah. and I think in a lot of circles, especially like. I want to uh, like let's say if Call of Duty did this, I think that would be even better because then you're oh, kind of touching yes. at like you're kind of dude bro. <laughs> I mean, that has a cultural people, effect like, too. Yeah, but like the the fact is like make your radical yeah. like the one eight hundred get help. God. You want to hear about some radicals? <laughs> no. I tell you, Black Ops got some radicals. They do, but like you want a mustache radical. Anyway, sorry. I, but I got this I think, picture that was drawn of me uh, from one of my well, students, and oh, he, like I don't, my mustache is like real strong in yeah. this picture. It's far stronger it's, than any mustache I have. It's, it's beautiful. Um, but, <laughs> anyways, anything that can, podcast, yeah, anything that can destigmatize mental health and actually seeking out professional consul- consultation, I think, yeah. is a positive step. Um, it would be good to see other places adopting this, especially because it is 
is it Mental Health Awareness Month? I can't remember. It's, I, I don't. Women's I don't History Month that. or something. Uh, I, I honestly don't track it. But I haven't seen people talking about it. <clears throat> uh, Mental Health Awareness Week. When's that? I don't, we, I'm not sure. Uh, May to okay. 10th so of May. So it's unrelated. No, regardless, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I see nothing but positive about it because I think. Uh, if it promotes conversations between friend groups where they can talk about mental health, they can talk about depression, they can talk about anxiety, yeah. they can be like, man, being in isolation for over a year, huh? Boy, that really fucks with your mind, doesn't it? And being able to talk it out. And if that gets prompted because two people are playing dirt rally, what I think that's great. Like, I, I think there's mm-hmm. nothing negative about that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next news story. Heroes on the Half Shell coming to uh, multiple platforms. Is it on the Half Shell? In a Half Shell? I always thought it was in a Half Shell. Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you do have to sing it as you song. type it. <laughs> uh, Heroes in a Half Shell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Heroes in a Half Shell. Oof. Shredder's Revenge. Coming Journal of to- Chinese Religions. Yellow-throated hanging parrot. Campbell Shopping Complex Fire. (laughs) That one doesn't work so well. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Continue. Shredder's Revenge is coming to multiple platforms. It's, I don't know, it looks like a Turtles in Time-esque, like, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Like, like old-school, like, art. Like, it's got that. 16-bit look uh looks good yeah the trailer was good (laughs) uh my desire to play that basically stems in a 100 percent on if there's the online co-op like because did did the new my girlfriend's not gonna want to play i don't i don't know my my girlfriend's not gonna want to play teenage mutant ninja turtles game no probably not but if Streets of Rage 4, was that last year or two years ago? Regardless. Last year? Like, it was very well received. So beat-em-ups can be done well in in our 2020 years. Um, so yeah, like if it had online co-op and that worked well, then yeah, totally. I can see that being super uh, fun. Two players online in Streets of Rage 4. Four players yeah. couch co-op. That sounds great. No combo co-op. Hmm. That sucks. but But yeah, no, like, it seems like a good facsimile of those old arcade games. And yeah. I played a lot of those old arcade games, so <laughs> that sounds fun. Should do a Simpsons one next. That Man. Simpsons arcade game ruled. They did re- <laughs> they did a remaster of it or like They the, did. Yeah. It came on an Xbox it, Live arcade. And then people went, "Oh, wait, what? This game's short." I should re- yes. they hard should, as hell. They should remake the Avengers arcade game. Sure. I don't know that one. I haven't played it. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's very much in Moonwalker. Moonwalker was on style. Genesis, though. Yeah, oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. well, but it's not on modern consoles. Uh, like Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. Yeah, not on modern consoles. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you haven't watched the trailer, you should watch the trailer. It's really good. You can listen to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles song that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
sing it to whatever fulfills mm-hmm. those syllabic Put needs. Mm-hmm. Chug Chug with you over the TMNT Driver's <laughs> Revenge trailer. Chug Chug with you over the... That's it's no, too it's many. Just wiped out Tomato Town. <laughs> Number one victory. Uh, <laughs> next up, everybody's favorite non-fungible tips and tricks are back. Oh god. <laughs> great. Jace is it Jason Roar? I don't know. Guy's name. Oh. Or uh, the guy who made Castle Doctrine. Wait, people are pissing him off? No, he's the one. So Jason Rohr is taking. Oh, God, of course he fucking he, is. This he, guy's such a piece of he shit. He debuted Man. an NFT auction called the yep. Crypto Doctrine. It's a mm-hmm. Dutch auction, meaning that the prices start high and fall over time. It launched with 155 paintings. That Roar originally commissioned in 2012 for use in the Castle Doctrine. From other people. I From other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. off. I've commissioned. And yeah. Fucking shithead. And <laughs> selling collectively them, forget which is that not, Roar exists. This yeah. is not what people, like, this is not the agreed upon use for these artworks no. when they were commissioned. No. Uh, yeah, and, and like... Like yeah, like there's a Kotaku article about it, and like you, you yeah. get interviews from people like Ashley Birch, who's you know she's a name, uh, who contributed work, and she's like, I don't even I didn't even know what an NFT was, and like mm-hmm. I made this art years ago, like they, that's yeah. not what I made it for was for like future. Mm-hmm. Shocking to me <laughs> that the guy who has disparaged like racial justice movements, denied COVID, and made a game about home defense would be. A shithead mm-hmm. about something else. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so. Yeah. Alex, can you give us the, the quick and dirty? What is an NFT for uh, people if, who don't know? If you want the medium and dirty, listen to the latest coding fix. Actually, because, that's really good. Just go listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you want the, the that's the medium and dirty. It doesn't go too deep, but it kind of explains what why mm-hmm. it exists and like the technology behind it. But in short. It's essentially a way to have cryptography in making sure that something is unique and making sure that something is very secure. Uh, so by ensuring that secureness and all of that, they're also able to ensure authenticity. So like mm-hmm. think of like if you had a one-of-a-kind baseball card, it is that, but the digital version of it. And mm-hmm. that's essentially what they're doing here. Is they're saying this is one of a kind art. If you own this, you own the one and only. And there's like a log that says, "Yep, this is it. This is a seal of authenticity." Like that's the short version. I guess what I struggle with is, and I understand why. But if I make a photocopy of a baseball card, it's not going to be the same. Like it's not. It's different mm-hmm, uh, sure. in, in quality of in, in like sure. yeah every way. Whereas I can copy and paste an image file i can screen cap yeah and i understand that the the value i understand that you can take a picture of a physical piece of art too and that the value is in having the log or whatever Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's just such a like silly thing to me it's just just an avenue for speculative 
Oh spending. yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's just for idiots to use money in stupid ways and tie it like, up and make make other people. I guess throw away their money when you go. Can I buy your tweet? I'm like what the f- what? My point is like <laughs> yeah. cryptocurrency. While I don't, well, cryptocurrency is bad in a not blockchain, as you will uh, talked about on that coding fix. But um, cri- cryptocurrency is is bad too. But I do understand more like it is your it's like you're literally selling the token itself, right? Like with cryptocurrency, you're you're there's no it's 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 a it's a it's a number in a secure wallet. You can't take a screenshot of it and then have that be anything. But what I what I think is odd is when like musicians talk about like, oh, I'm going to sell big name musicians say, well, we're going to sell an album Kings, as, Kings of yeah, as, as an NFT. It's like, all I have to do is just rip that album. It's not going to, it's, it doesn't like deter piracy in any way. It's, it's like, basically you're just selling a physical album without the disc at that point. I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I, I don't, I don't think I kind of get why it's, I get why it's happening with a lot of art because it's the whole speculative trading thing. Like you're saying, Andre, with people getting, figuring out how to get people to dump money on stuff to have another stupid thing to pass around. Yeah. Um, but I don't understand why certain kinds of artists are excited about it, I guess is what it is. Because <laughs> um, it, it's, it's the it's first time in their life that someone wants to give them money for something. No, not age. those kinds of art. I get that. I guess I'm saying bands like Kings of Leon, I don't oh, understand sure. yeah. why they look at it and go, let's make an NFT album. When it's like, they think they just can, sell it on Bandcamp. Who yeah, cares? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. what's like, the difference? I, I will say, I'm really happy. Hits. I'm really happy that Beeple got his. If you saw that story, yeah, like uh, Beeple's great. So like, yes, in in like he's been doing that art for basically for free for like 13 or 14 years. So the fact that he was able to release like a compilation that was like literally 5,000 days of this work that he's done and sell it. And like for a lot for literally sixty nine million, nice. Uh, like a way too much. It's probably some yeah. form of money laundering. But also, like, there's some value in that kind of. I think but, artists uh, but, uh, getting uh, yeah. paid is great at its core. Obviously, yeah, like, artists totally. making money on their art is really great. And but I just struggle. I don't know that I can say that I think it's great that anyone makes a bunch of money off of this thing because it's tied up in so many environmental issues and financial issues and potentially criminal, like you said, money laundering sort of issues. It's just kind of like, I don't think I can celebrate it in, on any level. Um, what, when do you think this stuff gets regulated and by whom? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause the thing right is the wild, it's the wild west right now. They launched it at the, the I mean, people, figured this out at the perfect time because nobody's got fucking time to worry about like crypto art. There's enough problems happening right now that mm-hmm. are so monumental that I, I don't know. I, I could see regulation happening in a year after You're too busy worrying about GameStop stock. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that really what this whole thing it's, it is kind of tied together, right? In that yeah. all of this is showing that our financial institutions and systems are totally fucking fake and a sham and stupid and, and archa- archaic as hell. Yeah. And <laughs> they haven't grown with, with technology at all. And mm. it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, maybe that's the actual thing is, 
that's our financial markets are just going to completely evaporate because mm-hmm. of like crypto hey. art and Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like bring it. Things are going to collapse real soon. Like it's get us to be... that start. Speaking of Star Trek, get us to that Star Trek future. If this is what gets and, us there. And, and I guess what I worry luxury about luxury gay space communism. What I worry about is, and, and you know, <laughs> bear with me because I don't know. I like people's art a lot. I don't know people. I don't. I mean, so I don't mean to paint them with a with a, with any kind of brush but when the financial collapse happens and it's a bunch of like vcs and and artists that are have been like worked who who have like the millions of dollars mm. is that going to how is that going to affect like society's ability to recover you know like um yeah i i want i sustainability is important i guess is my point like I think artists getting paid is is obviously like it's one of the things I would put at the top of here's why our society is fucked is because it is so hard to survive making art when art is such a valuable piece of our culture of any kind any kind of art um well, but at the same time sustainable income for art for the and, for artists as a whole is and what that's I think the 100% goal should be. not what any of this is about. Exactly. It's in fact antithetical to that. It yeah, is all yeah. about There's, getting a few people lots of money and it doesn't really matter, you know, people's steal, a good artist. And stealing but, art, like people it, yeah. literally just trying to steal art it's, and sell it like ridiculous. It's it's the music con uh conversation from the early 2000s of the DMCA. It's the difference in seeing value in art versus seeing value as art. Like yeah. it's the like mm-hmm. it's changing that Absolutely. one article and it, it's evolving and it's not getting any better. <laughs> no. Um it's, it, it's in fact com- getting it's, worse. It's it's commodified to the <laughs> um, point where yeah, like you said, like artists are not getting paid when they should be. So it's, it's I don't know. It's a it, yeah, it's just it's a new thing for them to toss around. It's a new yeah, it's a new toy. It's like you somebody it's like yelling at someone artists need to get paid and then Jeff Bezos hands a single artist 70 million dollars and then <laughs> like that's not what I meant. I know Jeff Bezos didn't buy it but yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that you wasn't my point. You know who did no. buy the Beeple one? It's like one of the people who? that started started one of these NFT things. Oh, huge course. fucking surprise. Wow, yeah. shocker. So, and so like I bet how much? I, can Beeple even access his money? Or their money. I don't. I don't know who people. Is, I don't really, know. Can I can they? Because I I've I've seen like articles where they're like yeah they can't access their money yet. It's like tied up in like yep. other countries and what I want a thought experiment for anybody who's excited about about cryptocurrency or NFTs. Mm. Stay, take a step back. What? How much work do you think the person who bought that Beeple art has put into improving society? <laughs> over the course of their career how much of that how much of the work have they done do you think benefits society and how much of it is how can i make a shitload of money without doing anything (laughs) substantial to help anyone around me decentralizing the no because it doesn't do that it just adds another they didn't they didn't do that blockchain did that i know (laughs) so that's i guess that that thought experiment is the core of why this stuff makes me so mad is because like even if you I mean, like, I'm not a, I'm not like There's, a doctor or a teacher, but I still do something that can make someone smile at the end of the day. And if, if, if your life's work is to make people smile because they make a shitload of money, like, I don't know. I, I think to boil it down to what you're saying, there's nothing altruistic about it. No, 
like in, in any sense it's yeah yeah uh so eh, it's it's it sucks and nfts suck <laughs> i can't it's, be convinced otherwise yeah. austin walker had some really uh raw and and reasonable stuff to say about it in general um so i look at look look at some words from people like that i guess yeah uh la- last thing i don't want to get too deep on this because it's it sounds real messy uh, uh a, if we're diving on this it's a rabbit hole yeah yeah i yeah i think it's good to call it out because it's bad but yeah like basically people to the people who have been yeah. sharing yeah uh valorant pro scene uh basically we're seeing some more of the kind of stuff that came out like last summer with like people coming forward with stories of abuse and uh, allegations of like assault and things like that, sexual assault. And so this is a pro player in the Valorant scene. I don't want to like get into many more details than that. Uh, just like allegedly uh, don't. Yeah. Uh, but Allegedly, a lot of people with, with, with significant, the, 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 yeah, people, oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. like the person coming yeah. forward with like receipts and evidence, but like, you know, yeah. allegedly, um, because yeah. Um, but so the, the person in question has been, uh, the, yeah, the person in question has been suspended for pending an investigation and discourse around it just kind of sucks. Uh, people yeah. basically saying, well, where's the proof? Uh, I'm like, well, the proof was presented. You just didn't like actually pay attention. Yeah. Like, um, there's a friend of the show, uh, Amy, you can find her on Twitter at ATK PWR. She follows the scene far more than I do. And I had a conversation with her about this, but she has a public tweet that I can reference and I can put in the show notes. I'll make sure I'll clear it with her to make sure that's cool. But like, she summed it up better than I could because she she plays Valorant. She watches the scene, and like the thing that kept coming back was random internet dudes basically uh, commenting, "Where's the proof? Is this girl just clout chasing?" Like, yeah, and that ended up becoming the central story. It moved it away from looking at the validity of a victim's statement. And like again, as is very often seen with these kinds of situations, is kind of victim blaming or dismissing, and then trying to make the excuses for the dude's part. Which, yeah, fuck that. Like they, it takes a lot of mental fortitude to come out and talk about that kind of stuff. And like uh-huh. people kept being like, "Well, if it happened nine months ago, why are they coming out about it now?" It's like, well, then you've probably, if you're saying that, you've probably never encountered or experienced or been privy to actual abuse because it's not as easy as coming out the next day. So yeah. like it's, it's been a really, it's been really frustrating to watch. It's as these just things often are. proof that like, you know, the stuff that happened last year, uh, one, not just wasn't magically solved. No Two, like people still are not, like you know as a society we still have a long way to go in like listening to you know women and other people like not just women like anyone who's a like a victim survivor of these situations uh, without like disregarding their story or you know just saying oh it didn't happen it's yeah 
It's yeah. a shitty situation. Uh, hopefully, things are handled appropriately. But yeah, yeah, just yeah. I, and it's <laughs> it's so often it's within esports scenes. It's like, well, this person's good at the game, so I don't care if they're yeah a for bad sure. person. Or it's like, and oh, it's like, I mean, like, I mean, not on it's not the same thing but like uh that miami heat player uh yep dropping slurs anti-semitic mm-hmm. slurs mm-hmm. like on oh, a stream right on a twitch stream yeah and they got fined like i think five thousand dollars and they're only suspended like yep <laughs> fucking ridiculous like oh it's okay it's because the he said that he didn't know that that was a slur mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really uh-huh yeah right. yeah oh <laughs> why'd you say it yeah <laughs> just the most pathetic excuse uh, i've ever heard i can't yeah. I, I read that and i was like the audacity of this motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, uh, that's it's yeah. just anyways it's we we don't have to dive too deep into the the particulars but it's just been yeah the more things change the more they stay the same you would like uh, to hope that people could be more empathetic but you would the you internet would like think the internet frequently proves that wrong. You you would you would hope, but uh, I have yet to see evidence. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I have one more piece of news. If we want oh. to talk about it really fast, it's not written on the document, but I think it's important for our podcast. Okay. Um, Shrek is coming back to theaters for its twentieth anniversary. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. I wish I could see it. That's yeah. that's appropriate. That, that 4K Blu-ray of Shrek. That's what I need. I want to be like also coming. I want to be. We're do, doing the UHD. I want to go see Shrek in a theater where I can like be lowered into like a, a like a bathtub of <laughs> like slime, like mm-hmm. like swamp warm moves. like warm yeah like warm slime like 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 uh, Universal Studios Nickelodeon slime but warm mm-hmm. and um, not nude. Although that should be an option for others who want to, I would want to wear swim trunks. Um, and then <laughs> speedo or like, and then it, board shorts? no, I would wear like board shorts, like the full, I don't, I don't do, nobody wants to see that. Um, I mean, nobody would, you'd be in the slime. Um, well, I mean, you gotta get in and out of it. Uh, wear a robe. Um, no, cause I don't want the robe to get covered in slime. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's, Anyway, just like a D box situation, but also in a bath of slime. D box tub slime. full of slime. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what. I, that's that's what I would like. Get on at movie no. theaters. I know you got. You need to get people in, and you can make it like antibacterial and antiviral, so that it makes it safer. It's like a, it's just like it's a spa day. Yes. Like a mud bath. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that would be the ideal way to watch Shrek in theaters. Yeah, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, or unless you could do so from a swamp. In addition to that, yeah, I don't want to be outside though. Like a drive-through. Just like like a drive th- a drive-in, drive a drive-through yeah. movie theater <laughs> drive-through. would be very funny. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go uh, around yeah, and around. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see Tenet on the GBA, please. <laughs> Okay, pull forward and park. We'll bring it out to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. I want snow dogs on UMD. 
Snow <laughs> do you dogs. Know what, do you know what's terrible? I think I've probably cool. seen snow dogs on UMD. <laughs> that Did sounds like, like okay. Holes is from like the same era, right? Did, would that yeah. have to be on UMD? Let's I see. would guess. I bet you could. I bet we could just search movies on UMD and get a, a comprehensive list right. that is not that's, that hard to scroll. That's true. UMD movie. I just list, put it PSP in. Games. Yep. There are there were six hundred and sixty-seven. Oh, geez. Uh, oh the one UMD too movies. many. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a lot of music. Austin Powers, videos. International Man of Mystery. Holes was not on UMD. Wow. What the fuck? But Chicken Run was? Dang. And a Clockwork Orange? Snow Dogs was not on, on <laughs> Clockwork Orange. It's very funny. The idea of watching that on a place to, uh, PSP and on an airplane <laughs> is really funny to me. Huh. The Shawshank Redemption was on UMD. Oh. Hey, Pat. <laughs> Coheed and Cambria live at the Starlin Ballroom. I actually, I knew that. I should find, I should get, <laughs> find a, track down a copy of that. That would be a good collector's item. Uh, <laughs> Confessions of, of a lap dancer? Dude, where's my car? Deuce Bigelow, Since European Gigolo. Those two make sense to me for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption does not. Oh, well, of yeah. course, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children yes. is on there, yeah. and the Spirits yeah, of within. Course. <laughs> Jerry, uh, Maguire, Jerry Maguire is on UMD. <laughs> well, uh, we could be here for a while. Oh, A Knight's Tale. That's a good UMD. Yeah. What's the, what's the most recent release? I'm curious. Like, I don't know. I do, I there's can't. no way to sort on the list I'm no, looking this, at. This the Hangover 2. Wow. Okay. The Hangover Part 2 is pretty... Recent John, yeah, that God, that yeah, Alvin and the Chipmunks, hmm. yeah, well, huh. 2009, what came out in 2009? Paul Blart it- Mall Cop, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's the I idea. Should have bought it there uh, so, till death do us blart, needs yeah. to do like spin for the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> Allison still has a PSP right now. I know what to get her for her birthday. You should <laughs> UMD <laughs> of Paul Blart <laughs> Pineapple <laughs> Express. Pineapple Express was on UMD. Yeah, that's relatively uh, recent. The too, Polar yeah. Express. I mean, no, it's from eleven years ago. <laughs> Fuck. I saw that in yeah. theaters. Huh? <laughs> yes, I know. So did I. <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh, Seth Rogen has a weed company now. In fact, that's not surprising. And Seth oh my god, pretty the good Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie, the first one, <laughs> is on UMD. Wow, that's probably the most recent one. <laughs> we should start putting our episodes out on UMD. Uh, yeah, The Hangover Part Two seems to be the last. What was that release date? 2012. Oh, 2012. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. December nineteenth, twenty eleven. Yeah, that's that's definitely takes a cake. I think the final okay. UMD release, Hangover that Part Two. That movie fucking well, sucks too. Well, after all the others, like yeah, the, the, most of those are from the mid two thousands in late late like two thousand eight ish. Oh my God! The pest is on UMD. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! What has this podcast turned into? Just it's just browsing a list UMD lists. 
I, I wish I bet someone during that meme that Giant Bomb started at some point watched Bot, it on UMD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, that's podcast. That can't yeah. be the classic like German film, can it? Anyways, I'm whatever. sure it is. Wow, probably a Superman thing. No, it's the German. It's got to be Metropolis. Maybe, I don't know. Got to be the movie. I don't, I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know. I've uh, seen it. It's it's okay. Oh yeah, well, it is that. It is that movie. Okay. Well, uh, that is gonna do it for episode one hundred and sixty-three of the Gaming Fix podcast. Now on UMD on March thirteenth, along, along with National Treasure and National Treasure Two. <laughs> Those seem like perfect UMD releases to me. You do. Jiu-Jitsu, that new Nick Cage movie about him fighting aliens with jujitsu, is mm. on sale on like the Google Play uh, store. So if you want to rent that from Google, Fuck. like 99 cents this week okay. or something. That just reminded me, while I have your attention, put two-factor on all of your everythings forever. Because I had my account compromised last week, and that fucking sucked. They also deactivated your two-factor. They, they, they also deactivated my two-factor, and I even talked to Google security being like, how did they do that? And they're like, mm. So <laughs> That's because you were talking, when you thought you were talking to Google security, you were actually just talking to a wall. Oh, <laughs> just a painted Again? wall in an office somewhere. <laughs> oh. They told you that's what you were, ta- you were talking to Google You were, you were just talking right? to Google Assistant. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear my phone going off, but... PRP. Oh no. <laughs> they they that's they they was, heard it's us. them. They heard us. Well, that's gonna well. do it for episode one sixty three of the Gaming Fix Podcast on March thirteenth, twenty twenty one. I have been your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite ninja turtle. You can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw C O O L S L four W. At where can people find you? You can find me kicking back watching my copy of Roadhouse on UMD uh, and also at PJC Plays on Twitter. Alex? Uh, I'll probably be watching the UMD of Short Circuit. Okay. Oh, well, Scooby-Doo the movies there. Hey. Okay. Hey. I, did you see podcast. that quote going around from Tim Curry where he was going to be in the live action Scooby-Doo movie until he found out that Scrappy-Doo was in it and he doesn't like Scrappy-Doo, so he didn't do the movie? <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> That's very good. That's extremely I don't, I don't like Scrappy-Doo either. either. Uh, Thanks, Tim yeah, Curry. He was, he, he was going to be like the villain until, <laughs> until finding out Scrappy-Doo was in the movie. That's so funny. Just, just fuck that. I'm out. If you've got opinions so on Scrappy Doo, you can send them into gaming at fix.space where we will yeah. read them on the air. Or Tim uh, Curry. Yeah, you can head over to fix.space, find some reviews. I swear I'm going to get my my Demon Souls review up this week. I just got to get pictures, basically. I just got to take the time to get some pictures, then I can put it off. And then, up. then NFT them. Yeah. Yeah, gonna the NFT whole review is going to be all our, NFT. All our, all our reviews are NFTs. <laughs> all of our reviews are going to be NFTs now. And I, uh, I, to- I tweeted out from our from our Twitter, at FixPodcast, that you cannot, under any circumstance, mint our podcast on the blockchain. We can't, you can't help anyone. We are going to mint our reviews. Uh, um, anyway... Yeah, send, send us an email at uh, fic, gaming at fix.space. Visit us on Twitter at fixpodcast. 
uh, Twitch, Gaming Fix, uh, OnlyFans.com slash Coolslaw. Where, yep, you get 10 bucks a month, you can see me in the nude playing Neo, too. And, uh, mint the UMD copy of Click. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Stay wet, gamers. They have the first volume of the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants, and that's it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They also have that on. So it's like uh, it's like what three episodes? Yeah, <laughs> they take up a lot of those video files. Those discs are tiny, <laughs> but they put Stuart but, uh, Little and Stuart Little too on the same UMD. Stuart Little's tiny. You <laughs> 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 can fit more Stuart Little on you. <laughs> I stopped my recording. By the way, this is not this uh, is getting <laughs> great. Was, Mine's still going. But <laughs> yeah, I just stopped mine. But yeah, wow. That's okay. Bye. Yeah, that's good stuff. Bye, everybody.